This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019, episode 210. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. And of course, visit our website, InfectionPodcast.com. Joining me with a full, pristine-sounding voice from the great state of yes. Boise, Idaho, Brian, feeling much better with an eye, Aldridge. Hello, yes. Brian. How are you? I am doing very well. If you want to find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, of course, my blog, biteoftech.com, which I will, Nick, you'll be excited. I <gasps> did post something new today. Hold on a second. Let me pull this up. <laughs> yes. And so I figured I better post my new, uh, my new thing before the show started so that Nick couldn't give me a hard time about not posting in two oh, years. Oh, man. Two years. September 2017 was the last post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it wasn't quite two years, but one one and something years. So yeah. So I I, bid, I wrote a I wrote a script. I took the Atlas server tools that was out there, or the Arc server tools, and I actually rewrote it so that it worked for Atlas now. So mm. I run the I have the one of the only Atlas server management tools out there for uh, for Linux. At this point, we'll see if more come out. Interesting. By that, been working on that the last couple of days. So exciting okay. stuff. Anyways, uh, so if you want to find us, us, you can go check out our website. I know you want to go browse my website, biteoftech.com, but uh, make sure you go to infectionpodcast.com, and we have on there links to our show notes. So everything we talk about today uh, is going to have links videos everything that we talk about it's all right there also we have a link to our youtube channel our twitch channel if you're maybe you're listening to this after the fact you want to catch us live uh that is on there and uh all the different audio forms so make sure you go check out our website we have a link to our discord group so if you're looking to submit news if you want to hang out for game of the week uh you want to just hang out through the week and talk maybe ask some people to come play some games with you uh join our discord because that's pretty much throughout the whole week that is where we're at all right. Yes, absolutely. You can check that out. Um, and I will say, I know we talked about it a little bit on last week's show, and I'm sorry if Brian's audio was a little screwy there. I didn't hear it, but it, I, the Twitch chat is, doesn't lie, so hopefully we'll figure that out. I'm monitoring a different they mix would, now. They would never lie to us. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm monitoring a different mix now, so hopefully if it happens again, I can okay. hear it and deal with it. <clears throat> um, but I talk, we talked about it last week, but um, I want to say happy anniversary, Brian. We are now starting yes. our fifth year. We started the show on the 20th of 2015. So it was January 20th, 2015 is when we first, we did our first episode of the H1Z1 podcast. And here we are four years yeah. later embarking on our fifth year. So uh, it's been a, it's been Very a fun good. ride. We've been to Boston. We've been to Seattle. Um, yep. you, you had the, you had the plague. I got hit by a hurricane. We've, we've been through a lot over the past four years uh, and we've yep. never missed an episode four whole years. Yep. 210, we, 210 we make weeks. it happen we do every week so um yeah i think uh, let's talk about game of the week really quick so this okay. coming week we're gonna we're gonna play we're planning on doing rocket league so rocket league now has some cross cross play options so okay. uh, if you have maybe you don't have rocket league on your pc or you prefer to play it on 
console, uh, we should be able to make a group and actually, because before when we were doing cross play, we had to do only private matches. We could not do public matches. Supposedly they've fixed that. And so what we should be able to do is, uh, is make a group and queue up for public matches. So if you want to play in your console, which I know rocket league is one of those where it's, I think it's just as good on PC as it is on console uh, because the primary way that you do that is with the controller. So if you're going to try it with keyboard and mouse, good luck. But uh, but it it's one that hopefully we'll, we'll try that out. My wife loves that game. Maybe she'll be around this weekend to actually play a game of the week with us. So we'll see. Yes, uh, absolutely. We'll give that a try uh, coming up uh, Friday night. I will not uh, be here, most likely. So... Yeah. Um, I won't be here, but nevertheless, we're going to be having it, and uh, it'll be Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, in our Discord. The links, all that information is on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. You can check it out, and um, it's not on your own, Brian. Don't worry. It's on mine, um, and okay. uh, and we'll be good to, uh, to go with that. Um, okay. Let's see. Last week, we played ROE, Ring of Elysium. Mm-hmm. And I want to, we've played it in the past and it's, 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 it's always been a, it's always been a fine game. Um, and for whatever reason, when we played on this, this Friday night, it's been a while since we've played, um, we just did not have a good experience. And I think we tried, I think we, I think we put in the, the, the old college try for ROE on Friday and, it just, it just, it, it it wasn't happening. We just, we were not having, we just, we weren't having any luck. We were just getting, we were just getting killed out of what could only be explained as people that were using some type of of a cheat in game. People were hitting us in position. We were just getting, we were getting sought out in places where we weren't seen. So how 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 is it that you walk into a building with your gun aimed when you haven't seen me and know what corner yeah. and you know where where exactly we are? Um, and we've talked about a you know a couple couple weeks in a row now that a couple of big ROE streamers have started you know have started backing off ROE and said hey you know I'm not you know I'm, I'm done playing this game till we the, they can deal with their their cheating issue and that we didn't have a good experience I mean did did you yeah. think we had a good experience? Uh, well, I think there was two things that were feeding into it. First of all, this new map is not as optimized as the other map. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like there was more lag and there were just issues. I think that they've thrown a lot of stuff. I mean, the map looks good. It's a good map, but I think it's just not optimized like the other one is. There's something or things that are causing when you're running around just to just to ha- have more of a delay and, and stutter is what I kind of noticed in, in the map. And then... Also, uh, as you said, I was in the corner in one building. I had a guy, like they came up to the building knowing exactly what corner of the building I was in, aiming directly at me. They they walk around the corner, two shots. Like one guy ran up to the window because he knew exactly where I was and he was trying to get an angle. He couldn't get an angle from that window and the other guy wrapped around and got me. So it's like, definitely there's, I can understand like man ponds being incredibly frustrated. You know, he streams and plays it all the time. I just I would get so annoyed having that. It reminds me of the old H1Z1 days a lot. I mean H1Z1 had the exact same problems of 
it was very obvious. It, can't, it, can't, it got to a point where there's so many hackers that it was very obvious and it was just happening on a regular basis. And I think that that's kind of what ROE has turned into. Yeah, and, and I'm not really sure what their, I don't really know what their final solution is going to be with it. Um, the, I, I, I do think, um, I do think maybe the new map is an issue. The map is very big and it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a nice map. I mean, there's lots of things to do around the map. Um, it just, it didn't feel like we were able to get ourselves into, um, really, we just really couldn't get anything going on. And even after us as a group stopped playing, I, I played either three or four solos and I just, I just couldn't make it happen. Um, it, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just an off night. I mean, that happens in, in from time to time and stuff. Maybe it was just a bad night. Uh, Judd in the chat is saying he had a great experience playing it over the weekend. Um, so maybe we just had an off experience or just, r- 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 frankly, just a couple bad games uh, and just, you know, crappy luck with spawns or, um, you know, crappy luck with other players in the lobby. But um, overall, I was not... I still think ROE is a good game, but I just I overall was not impressed with our experience on uh, Friday night. It, it will not make well, me it, go back and play like right now. Like I have no itch, itch to go play right now. Now, one thing um, that we, you know we were going to cover a little bit later in the news, but I'll just mention it. Uh, they did put out a notice saying message on client crash issue since January nineteenth update. Uh, so there's some people that are getting crashes and things like that. So it could be that we are experiencing some of the issues that that happened on the 19th of the update because isn't that the night we were playing i think um, yeah and yeah. now that was saturday so so he said he played over the weekend perhaps because they did a patch on saturday so oh, okay. it could be that chris is playing was playing on the new patch and they fixed some of the the lag issues because we played the day before this patch yeah um i i, I do think i mean like I'll, t- I'll, I'll just give you an example this wasn't this wasn't an issue with hackers or anything else but like the first game we played in, I was unable to find a gun. Yeah, I went through like four or five houses and I had a pistol. And I, you guys had guns. Um, yeah, but I just I, I couldn't find a gun. I went through four or five houses before I found a gun, and I finally went into a house and found a gun. And there happened to be a whole other team in there <laughs> that was also going through yeah. that house, and they killed me. So that, I'm not saying that every time we died, it was the experience of of dealing with cheaters and hackers. I, I'm not, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, we just did not have good experiences playing friday night so we'll give it a try again um at, at some point um i was tempted to play a little bit over the weekend i just i just didn't end up doing it but i mean it's uh, worth trying you know I and mean, you could see if that patch made some changes at least to the performance end um that would be interesting to see how much of, of a difference that made because that for me that's a big frustration when you're playing and you just feel like it's not smooth like you're getting kind of a stutter or just a delayed response on the client and that's kind of how i felt and it's a little odd um like the uh, judd in the chat is talking about you know the, the they don't do anything and that he can see to stop a hardware id spoofing which hardware id is spec your computer has got a unique id based on the components that are in it if sometimes if you yeah, see your hard it, drive and your cpu yeah, and memory you, I mean, you, um, it takes pretty much all the serial numbers and things like that and makes an ID makes an ID. So for example, if you swap out, if you get a, if your CPU dies and you have to get a new one, you put it in windows will be like, Hey, what's the deal here? You know, you've got a new CPU or new hard, whatever it is that you're replacing. And that's an effective way to ban people from the games because IP address banning is only good. If people can't change their IP address, 
Um, but hard to ID is a it's a pretty surefire way. But you can spoof that like anything else um, yeah. in in gaming. That's what makes that's why PC gaming is just so much more. Um, it's difficult for the developers. It's more difficult for more difficult for the players because they've got to deal with that that set of, of cheats or hacks or whatever it may be over over console. It's frankly something that console player console developers really just don't have to worry about. I mean, you know, you there's some basic anti cheat protection that need to be done on the Xbox and PlayStation, but for the most part, you're not able to edit files from the game. It's just not an option. It's very difficult too. And they can yeah. and the, I mean if you remember the old days of of people modding their Xboxes oh, yeah, like that. Oh yeah, they tagged Xbox. They, you know, they had to put they had to do something to a chip and it was a lot of work and it was there's always the possibility that with an update or something they would be able to detect it. And, and then and ban so, you from Xbox Live, which is the thing that they And then did. ban ban your whole account. Yeah, and you lose those games. Yeah. With a PC it's much more difficult for them to have that kind of control because they have to put in some leeway across all the different systems because you know from computer to computer there may be some application you use that operates in a similar manner maybe has an overlay or something uh that acts like a, a like a, a wall hack or something like that i mean it, it could it would see it as the same thing um and so it's very difficult for them to know what software is out there because it, it's very easy for in pc world to give you a false ban i mean that's why you see some people complain so much and them unban people because you might have some stupid app that shows you the people that are talking in discord. Well, it sees as an overlay that's, you know, going over the top of your process and they'll ban you for it. And so they have to put in a lot of those, of those things and they're much more lenient than they would be on a console to be like, no, we know you were cheating. We detected it, you're banned and they won't unban you. And PC you could say, Oh, you know, this happened or I had this installed. You come up with a list of excuses and usually they're going to unban you. Yeah, well, yeah, or you could write a letter to the developer and then they can read it in a video and then unban you. I mean, that's always a solution as well. Um, yep. So with that being said, uh, the ROE map was fun. I didn't. If you check it out, uh, I'd recommend you check it out. Again, game is free, so you're not really, yeah. you're not, there's not a whole lot of investment besides your time, and let's be honest, I'm sure you've got some, if you're playing video games, you've probably got some free time. So um, yep. check that out. We'll talk about, if we have that time here before the end of the show, we'll talk about... Uh, couple of roe changes but uh yeah that's uh that was game of the week it was roe it was a pretty good time and um if you didn't join us uh hopefully you'll join us this week yep all right so uh do you have a preference where we roll from here no what do you think it, is um what do you think is there's a couple of stories that are are, are kind of the hot topics of the week um but i'll defer to you since you kind of compiled everything here what uh well what do you think let's just kind of start with a quick one let's talk about daybreak for a minute mm-hmm. uh one thing is i, I don't know if, i always feel like i'm the hipster here because i'm always like i saw this coming oh, Jesus, <laughs> and Brian, you always give me a hard time about this i do because you but <laughs> I do. but do you remember when i said that a lot of the issues with h1z1 was the dev cycle was things like their dev cycle do you remember what me it, mentioning what, that okay what is a dev cycle uh, no i don't the way that they that they handle patching and and updates and the way the way that they plan doing or how quickly they can respond to a bug and patch it um you have devs you have companies that will plan out weeks in advance i've talked about it similarly with uh, some other companies that just don't have the ability to do this oh there's a bug today you need to patch it today because they 
plan their patches out and they're always working on like a two week cycle. Mm -hmm. There was another company, I don't remember which one it was that I was talking about their dev cycle as well. They're just not suited to handle this. Uh, now Smedley, he put out a, a tweet saying the four years of H1Z1. Uh, he says, well, it went pretty well considering the dev cycle and that very people inside of SOE, Sony Online Entertainment, um, at the time thought it would uh, it would do well. So, you know, that's that's him. He's been much more transparent in the, uh, you know, in the last year. It seems like he's actually talking about it. And so I think that uh, I think that this for him is just saying daybreak now the daybreak's kind of dissolving as far as the company yeah i think he's he's a little bit more willing to talk about it and uh and he you know he pretty much has said you know this considering how messed up daybreak was i'm i'm surprised that it did as well as it did you know and so uh that's kind of a hint at, i mean what we have another piece of news here uh remember the person we ran into while at pax Yes. The uh, community manager for Daybreak. Very, uh, very nice Flanagan. to us, by the way. Sarah Flanagan. Very, very kind to us. Sarah, Sarah Flanagan. So she uh, gave her notice in the past week, or I don't mm -hmm. know if she gave her notice, but she has left uh, Daybreak and she's actually going to work for another company. And so um, she, she left Daybreak and uh, she was the community manager for H1Z1 and Planet Side Arena. And so, uh, in Planetside Arena, if you remember, is the one that just is. I don't remember, has it launched yet? No, it's just. They just I think it's coming it. out here soon, like in the next month or two. Uh, but she, yeah, she is leaving there, and she actually, I think she sent out another tweet today saying what company she went to. Oh, really? Uh, Media AOC. So that's like Ashes of Creation. Okay. Um, Intrepid Studio. Uh, you know, Intrepid Studio is it's a pretty big de development company. And, or development studio cool. and uh, Ashes Creation is a very well, fairly well-known game. So uh, she's now the senior community manager there. And uh, once again, another person that we know of at Daybreak is gone. So there's not very many left. Yeah. Well, con well, congratulations, Sarah. Good. You know, congratulations on your uh, on your move over to a new company. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, so who's not left? The only name that I know now is uh, is Clegg. And one... well, Clegg's not there anymore. Yeah, but he's no, no. He works for the other company. I, I no, I understand. At day, yep, I understand. So, but okay. let's combine so the daybreak. So I don't no, know anybody okay, left at day. There's nobody the left. Only one break. left. Who's who's the guy who was the head of um of plant the new Plaza Arena? We know him. He's the only guy I recognize. I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So one guy. But, He's the only one that I know of from the H1Z1 days that I would actually recognize. But even in the new parent company that owns King of the Kill PC, we know Clegg and we know uh, uh, Zimmer, uh, 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 George George Zimmer, or I think that's yeah. his name. I, those are the only two names yeah, that I have seen that I have any recollection about. So you're looking at... Yeah. Now, I'm sure there are behind-the-scenes... Um, there's probably a few people but that have been behind the scenes the whole time. And it's, it's been their MO to not be public and that's, yep. that's fine. Um, but in terms of, but you know, in, in what daybreak was doing, they were, there was a lot of people that were very public. They did a couple of streams. One that I think probably the best thing they ever produced was that ask a dev stream or whatever, when they had, they yeah. had everybody in a big room and they passed around a wireless microphone 
and, and just talk to everybody. And, and and questions were thrown in from the chat. And the question was, well, what are you going to do about this? Well, where's Steve at? Oh, there he is. Hey, Steve, answer this question since you're the one that you know deals with this thing. And it was great. Yep. Um, so a lot of their people were public, and and it's it's uh, sad to see that they've all that they've all split apart. And you know, without tooting our horn, we were kind of on the front side of this and catching that this was happening at this point, probably eight or nine months ago, when we saw a couple of people all start trickling away. Um, yep. It seemed like the end was an end was near in regards to that. Again, people want to say, "Well, you're you know you're speculating or you know you're 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 trying to create drama." I'm not trying to create drama, but what does it yeah. mean when you have when every almost every but almost every known name that was associated with your company now has left and is working at other studios? What does that mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, and that's that's the thing is you know Planetside Arena depending on how well it does. I mean, that's kind of one of the only possible money makers that they really have at the moment. I mean, I'm sure they're bringing in trickle trickling money from subscriptions and things. Cause there is a, a subscription thing you can do to have premium access to some of these games. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that's the thing is how many, they don't have any product that's going to quickly bring in money. That's going to make you know, okay, we need to have a million dollars right, you know, in the next three months. But if Planet Side Arena doesn't work, which is coming out at the end of this month, um, so actually wow. it went one week. Hmm. So um if if that doesn't really work, and we'll know, I mean, we'll see, I think we'll see player numbers. Now they're selling it through Steam, so it should register as a Steam. Yeah, they don't have a launcher it, anymore. It, They've got not doing their launcher anymore. Yeah. So we should be able to see some real numbers. So it'll be interesting to see. How many people are playing it? Uh, you know, it is twenty dollars right now. It's fifty percent off if you pre-order it. Yeah, so I don't think that, does don't... that mean is that going to be like that forever? Or is it going to go to forty dollars after they release? I mean, that's pretty expensive for pro- that it, it, old of a technology game. It'll probably stay at twenty, um, but they're clearly trying to play, uh, um, get rid of Planet Side Two or, and phase that out in in some regard, and. Yeah. I just don't know if a, I mean, you'll have your hardcore and there's still plenty of hardcore PS2 clans that are, that are still all into planet side and that's the game they play. That's their main game. Um, but I don't know if that group is large enough to, and it's clear that this is just going to be a, just a model flip. Um, because this was announced with no, this was just brought up and announced and put out almost instantly. I mean, there was no, um, you know, there, there was no, uh, there's no like long drawn out thing. It was just like, hey, there's a new plant site coming out. It'll be out in like two and a half months. So you yeah. can, I can only gather that this is not a, um, you know, a crazy in depth project. Um, so and just to kind of rehash what what Daybreak still has, they have Planet Side Arena, they have Planet Side Two, DC Online, uh, Lord of the Rings Online, uh, they have EverQuest. They have um, Dungeons and Dragons Online, EverQuest 2. And then I guess, you know, they still kind of have under their name H1Z1, which I don't know at what point that's going to be. The PS4 version. No, but I mean, under Steam, they still claim it. They have it listed under them. So at some point, that'll be taken off their list. Hmm. So, uh, but they are are releasing content. Um, At the end of last year, they released a DLC for for DC Universe. Um, they released or are releasing, I don't remember when it's going to happen, but they released, uh, 
a DLC for EverQuest. I mean, a whole new expansion pack. So, I mean, they're still releasing content, uh, but I don't, I can't imagine that's bringing in a ton of money. You know, they're in, they're in San Diego. I mean, that costs a lot of money just to exist there. Uh, Carto was the developer over the lead designer over at um, Planet okay, Arena yeah, that, yep, that we recognized. Right. His name is Tony. His, uh, you know, his in-game name is uh, Carto. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is all these all these games are free to play. They have that subscription model. Um, you know, so there's not really a way for us to know. Okay, sure, there's this many people playing, but how many people are actually paying for that subscription model? Who knows. So, and they're not, they're not going to release those numbers. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to harp too much on daybreak. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's where we are right now. That's the current news. Yep. All right. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, okay. There, there was some rumors going around this week and there's, there we'll is. talk about what the original rumor was. Uh, and then we can kind of go into some updates that came out today regarding this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there is a YouTuber um, called The Quartering, and he released a, a video talking about the possibility of Fallout 76 going free to play. And the thing is, is there was no real confirmation of this. It was based on things that were happening over in Australia, uh, the EB Games, and I think also uh, it was EB Games, I know for sure, um, was starting to pull copies of fallout 76 from the shelves yep they were taking all copies off uh and and people were noticing this and they contacted him and so you know he they wanted to know do you is it going free to play are they pulling these off in anticipation of doing an announcement and uh and and some of these things uh some major major uh news organizations i guess major if you want to consider the major news organizations well inside 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 of uh, of our publications yeah inside of our sphere or sphere yeah yeah major publications like kotaku and and games and companies like this were starting to pick up this story and uh and actually the the jeremy from the quartering he actually got a a call or an email and then he talked to them on the phone from uh bethesda today Mm. and they said that no they did not they're not planning on going to free to play that this is something that they, they pretty much said you can talk to EB games if you want to know why what it looks like is that uh, Australia has some special rules of if if they they can send back and get their money back from the studio they, they they're not stuck with the copies because of the laws in Australia yeah so it's, it looks like they're not selling enough they're not making money off of them so they just pulled all the copies and they're sending them back so they can get their money back from Bethesda is what it really seems like is happening. Um, you know, that's not a good sign. I mean, for fallout 76, uh, you know, perhaps this is a little bit of a hint to them that people aren't buying. I mean, they got to know that people aren't buying it. There are people who are playing it and maybe perfectly happy playing it, but a majority of the, uh, the community out there is not, is not playing fallout 76 or buying fallout 76 since launch. And so I think that, um, I think that, do you think free-to-play would be a viable option? I mean, is this, maybe this is a hint to them. Maybe this is even going to plant the idea in their minds of, well, maybe we can do skins. I mean, this, that's the kind of thing where you could do skins and you could do extra content. No. 
is what you pay for. I mean, what's going to save Fallout 76? It's it, there is not. If they're damaged goods. People are not interested in playing the game. I own the game. I spent $30 on it. And after playing it a little while, I have no interest in playing the game. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. The game is it's it's a damaged game. It's a it's a it's a the whole thing is flawed in, in there, not the whole thing is flawed. There are there are enough flaws in the game that even a, here's the thing with the free to play, Brian. This is my opinion on it. If they went free to play tomorrow or even today for a couple of weeks, you'd have a whole bunch of players that are all hyped up, all wanting to play the game. And we'll, we'll do that. They'll, they'll, they'll be all into the game. They'll be spending every waking moment playing Fallout 76, Fallout 76, Fallout 76. Fine and dandy for two or three weeks. But once that time yeah. passes, and uh, as uh, Ross saying in the chat, it's a lemon. Once, that two, once those two or three weeks pass, they're gone. They're not, they are not going to come back and play the game. So they can get... I don't see... I don't see them gaining or creating a long-term large player base for fallout 76 yeah. i could be wrong they, they stumbled in up day one i mean that's that's the the danger of these type of of games and com- with these companies they put it i don't think they put a huge investment into fallout 76 oh i disagree um i mean i don't know compared to i mean if you look at red dead you look at other companies i don't i didn't i don't see in what they delivered that big of an investment I mean, they may have developed, put a team to it. Well, they did but, put a team to it, and I'm sure they spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars producing that game. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they ran out of, how much do you think it costs to do an, an event at um, E3, like Bethesda puts on? Those events cost, pro- that event itself probably cost a million dollars, so if yeah. not more. So, I mean, they, they Well, spent- that's the thing, is when you stutter in a game like this, like, you can't, get those people to reconsider i mean we've seen it with other games when you have a lousy launch like this people don't give it a second chance there's so many games coming out there's so many new things coming out that if you don't get it right the first day the first week half of the people that that bought it are never going to play it again that's just the way it works and i just i don't know what they can i mean i mean i'm not in this position to to be you know to to be making these decisions but it seems to me the best thing that they could do is, and I know this is very, uh, very exciting, but it's just to move on. Yeah. Well, what do they do? They have to keep some servers up. I mean, the, that's the I know. issue. Well, they the can keep like servers this. up, but it's, I mean, you know, they they still want to, they, you know, they're still trying to to gain a user base in the game, and they're still trying to to trying to ramp up a player base. I think that ship has sailed. There is so much negative yeah. PR around Fallout 76 that I don't know if it can succeed in that, in, in any uh, stretch of the imagination. Now, if I had to guess, I would say they've probably already made their money back based on day one sales yeah. because because of a, a name and the game Fallout, instantly people people pre-order it. They think this is they say this is a Fallout game. This is Bethesda. This is a quality studio. And here's the thing. They didn't get a an unfinished game. They didn't get a no. game that is unplayable. It's not unplayable. I've said that the the first time after I played it. It's just different, and it's just it, not it Fallout just, Three or Four. I or don't New see Vegas. it as having the replayability. I don't. I don't see it having that long term because you, that's that's the selling point of Fallout. All the other Fallout's is you can play them for years. I mean, there's people who play Fallout constantly, and they've been doing it for years. 
I just don't see that happening. I think one thing they're going to learn is, well, when you're online like online like this, you then have an obligation to maintain that game in a way that you didn't have to do on previous fallouts. Yeah. I mean, there's some fallouts that they haven't had to do a patch for in many years. Uh, that's not how Fallout 76 is going to work. They're going to have to keep servers up. Either they're going to have to do an embarrassing, all right, we're pulling down servers. They could do a patch where, you know, if, if they gave it some sort of a local play or a group play option where you could do four of your friends go in and play, like, I think that would be the kind of safe downturn, you know, of, of getting it to where it, it is a acceptable, okay, we're, we're taking off the offline servers, but we're going to make it so where you can play with your friends over Steam. Um, I think that would be acceptable for most people because most people aren't playing this game for PvP and for uh, running around and meeting new people and doing all those things. Like you're playing with your friends and that's it. Yeah. So I, I think that I think there is an exit strategy for them, but I think that right now they're they feel obligated. I mean, they've got to keep it. But here's the thing: they the don't, obvious hacking is out. And, I don't and maintain it. I don't think that there needs to be an exit strategy it doesn't cost a whole lot in terms of bethesda's money it does not cost a whole lot to keep to keep a couple of people maintaining and keeping servers updated and 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 in a running state i don't think that's as big of a project as we think it is but there is i mean i follow we follow fallout on twitter there is still a a a and of course you know the, the game is still new but there is still this push for for people to buy the game and to play the game and yeah. I just don't know what they're doing. I it is it's clear to me that people are just not interested. Yeah. I mean they'd almost have to release they'd almost have to release a big hey here's a a mission or something big that's happening that's going to expand upon the world and the lore because that's one thing they really threw in the faces of most of the people that are fans of the Fallout uh, 76 uh legacy is is the lore and all the stuff that happens in the world they they broke a lot of the rules of the lore and they changed it just so that they can do an online game and i think that made a lot of people mad if they really wanted to bring some of those players back that are true fallout fans you would say all right we are going to expand upon the lore we're going to stick to the lore and we're going to you know give you new insights into what happened in these years since the the uh the bomb versus when people started, you know, where the other stories started to pick up. And so I, I think that that's what they're going to have to do. I, I don't see any other way because it's not like they can dramatically fix the game enough to make it to where people are like, oh, that's great. I'm going to play again. Fixing, even if they fixed all the bugs tomorrow, I don't think it would bring back most of the players. I, um, Sarah is saying private servers and mods are what they need, and they haven't even launched, to, to my knowledge, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think they've launched their modding platform yet for the game. I don't even think that's no, out yet. No official modding platform. I mean, people, uh, it's uh, it's capable of doing it because people were implementing some of the other Fallout mods into this, and it was just showing up on the servers, but they haven't done anything officially that I've seen yet. But that would be that would be another way to do it. But they have um, got their official host their own servers yep. and do mods. I but, mean, that's that would save this for so where you'd have a community of people playing it. And but they've got their whole like they've got some official modding platform now where to, creators can sell mods and the creators get a cut and the Bethesda gets a cut. So they've got a whole platform, and I do not believe that that's even out yet. So no. with that not out, which again I think is stupid that the, these games are taking. Modding is supposed to 
modding succeeds outside of games. You know, making a little, essentially, marketplace for, in my opinion, isn't uh, isn't the best way to do it. But yeah. um, I mean, that's that's not here nor there. But that's not even out yet. So yeah, you're right. It's like Ark. Private servers are gonna what are go are gonna be what keeps it alive. If they, I mean, even with Atlas, I mean, that's the thing. Atlas really recently they they got to where you can do private servers now, and they will talk a little bit about it here in a bit. You know, they allow modding now. That's what's gonna people will only play on those public servers for so long. It's not a viable solution for long term because it's just it's very toxic and people just don't like to exist. You can't you can't casually play on an official server. So. I think that if anything, if they could learn anything from Daybreak, or sorry, from <laughs> Wildcard, uh, that it would be look at how they did modding and how it saved, pretty much saved Arc. I mean, imagine if Arc were only official servers. Yeah, it wouldn't be nearly as popular as it is today. And this, I think, is the same. It's we're going to see that kind of happen with Atlas. Uh, you know, the thing that's going to make it revive again is going to be the, the private servers and mods. And and here. Fallout's going to have to learn. Say either there, if they don't do it, then I think we're just going to see the numbers continue to dwindle to where it's just not a relevant game anymore. Hmm. I mean, it's not relevant at the moment, but they're not going to become relevant in any way if they don't if they don't open it up to the community because the community is what will save it. Yeah, uh, and it's called Creation Club. Um, thanks, Sarah, for that. That's their little platform. That then they've started doing that for all their games, like. The, the creation club is is the way that they can kind of control modding, um, which, again, is stone cold stupid. <laughs> That's the whole point of modding is you don't control it. I mean, well, you've it, got you've got you're going to really limit the, the what people come up with. Well, yeah, you've got this fallout California, new California mod that is a full voice acted game built on top of fallout New Vegas. It's a full game, full game. Built on top of Fallout yep. New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas is essentially the engine. They, there's hundreds of hours of, or tens of hours of, of missions and total voice acting, a full storyline. That is that is what modding is. I mean, you look at a game like Grand Theft Auto. There, there's these crazy RP mods. Our friend Sean is building, uh, is is helping uh, one of the developers build up uh, an add-on, a mod, so that uh, cars can be tracked in real time. Uh, for like a police mod where you can see all the cars that are out and dispatched. That is, that's what you need. That's, that's what keeps a game alive. And I don't know how much of, I haven't, you clearly have watched uh, the quarterings video from today. I, I saw it in my sub box before the show, but didn't have a chance to watch it. I wonder how much of that, if it wasn't true, do you think they would have commented on it? Um, if it was just totally false, like like they have no they, Brian, what they said is we have no plans of making the game free to play. If they have no plans of making the game free to play, do you think they would have contacted well, what's his name over at the quartering? Um, Jeremy. Do you think they would have contacted Jeremy and and talked to him and told him to make a video about this if they had no plans whatsoever, um, or are they I, trying I, to kick the can down the road a little bit and go free to play? I think at this six point, from I now. mean, it, I don't think just from what they said, I don't think they are. I think that the laws of Australia have kind of been misconstrued as, okay, well, if this were happening in America, this is what they would, this would mean. I think in Australia, they're just taking advantage of that. Um, I do see it as a viable option in the future. I think modding and all that would be the better save than going free to play. I mean, going to free to play would, 
would have its own hassles. Um, but I don't, I don't, I personally, I don't think that's where they're going with it because I don't think free to play would be enough for them to justify the amount of money they would want to throw want to receive from it. I think with modding, uh, even so here's the downside of mod. Like if you look at how they're doing modding, I, the downside is look like you talked about that, that large mod that they're making that has all these people involved in creating and, and voice acting and all these things. The second that you bring money into that, it changes the whole dynamic. Uh, if they're not going to be able to offer them enough money to justify what all those people are doing to put into the game. If one person or small group of people out of that whole team is making money and the rest aren't, you want to know what people are going are not going to want to contribute to it anymore because they're going to feel, feel like it's unfair. Part of what draws them to to do this is the fact that it's a group of people that are all pitching in their time and doing it for free. They're creating something for the community that's going to be free to the community. I think not allowing them or you know making it to where that's not something that can be showcased because it's not part of their official paid for modding system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's going to hurt them. But I I don't think you can offer them money and still receive that product that quality back i mean do you understand what i'm saying like if you put money in the equation it all of a sudden will make it to where people are not going to feel like putting that much time unless they get a piece of that cut and there's not going to be enough money to go around for that size of a project so i just i think that's a, it'd be like throwing money at, at open source like it just changes it yeah you get a really good product from open source uh but and if you, you started throwing them a little bit of money you're not going to get that same back well and i think you and i've even discussed this in regards of what we do to this podcast and i think you've seen this with with other podcasts when it transforms from being a um a a passion project into a job i can say brian accurately and honestly that you and i don't see this as a as a job i mean i i I mean i'm not gonna speak for you but i don't think you do and the conversation we have we don't see this as a job and we have discussed multiple times that adding money into this aspect would totally change what we do. Now we have raised money to go out to Seattle and Boston, but yeah. believe me, we are not we are not we are not making any money. Oh, we don't receive money. We don't receive money from developers. And and part of this, we've discussed this. If we were receiving money, or you know, if, if the developers said <laughs> we'll pay you a thousand dollars or plus to play our game for an hour on stream or to talk positively about our game that would change the whole dynamic of what this show is about. And we wouldn't the, do part it. of what, what, yeah. Part of what this is about is that we can honestly, because we have no ties to any of these companies. They all hate us. Sometimes crazy. We, we <laughs> have to pay the repercussions of it, but we honestly talk about every single game. We talk about when they fail and we talk about when they do well. Uh, the thing that most dev studios want is for you to only talk about it when they're doing well. Or even if they're not doing so well, they want you to see the talk about the positive stuff and ignore the other stuff because you know what? You might get some money from them tomorrow. What game was uh, uh, our boy playing this week that you said? Oh, he was, was he playing ROE? Mm-hmm. Myth. Um, no, no. Um, he was playing uh, Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Free weekend. They had all their streamers out playing the game this weekend. Yep. And so, you know, for him, he receives, let's say, $10,000 to play. To play it for an hour, which isn't a problem. He's a he's no. not he's he's a he's a person. He's an entertainer. He's a personality. We consider our, ourselves kind of news people. He's not. He's a personality. He's an entertainer. I, yeah, news <laughs> news person. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're newscasters. 
but you know we we if we didn't give our honest opinion oh yeah thank you yeah breaking news <laughs> if we didn't give our honest opinion then I, I think our podcast would be pointless you know we're not we're not entertainers in that way yeah and so i i think that that that's part of the downside of all this is uh, what we were kind of round about this whole thing but throwing money at it they need to just open up the community let the community create because the community will do much better than you giving a thousand maybe even five thousand dollars to a group of people to develop something i mean atlas it's worked out all right but you know what they let those people create it before and then they rewarded them after for making a really good mod on or sorry on arc yeah no uh, that they didn't throw them money beforehand or say you know you're coming into this the whole plan is you're going to make money no they created it as a as you said a passion project and then they happen to get some money from it in the end there you go so all right so that's fall 76 and uh yeah check out the quarterings video on it um i thought that video was um was was pretty good uh just something real quick here before we get into any other topics so we can just bang out a couple of notes here uh, i want to give everybody uh, a quick update on uh, remnants which is a kickstarter we talked about last week still trying to get up with one of the developers um they're just not being they're just not t- contacting me back so um whatever it may be so they're at a they're at $1428 out of a $21000 goal and this is la- they're up less than $500 since last week and they've got 19 days to go so um I mean, something's possible. You know, a big tech blog picks it up. A big gaming blog picks this up. In the last couple of days, they could hit their goal. But I would say um, they're already 10 days into their goal and have less than $1,500 raised. So it's probably going to be back to the drawing board for the folks over at Remnants. Because um, it just, yep. based on the amount of time and the math, it just doesn't appear that... Um, well, and this, this is where I remember when I said at the beginning of this, I said, maybe this will prove me wrong. You know, maybe remnants yeah. if they do well, it'll prove me wrong about what Kickstarter is. But I don't. I think I'm being proven right. Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter is done for for bringing new games to the market. It just it's not working. Um, you can imagine remnants if if that would have been three years ago, it would have kickstarted. Three or four years ago, yeah. it would have gone through. Uh, but I I haven't seen any recent games that really are making it on kickstarter and josh joshua nz uh he does zira he he did a kickstarter and he's he says yeah kickstarter is hard these days it's just it's not working that people are not going to kickstarter to seriously look at games and any person who goes on there from what i've seen in the in the last year their kickstarters have failed for the most part yeah oh so yeah I mean, that's definitely I just, the I case. Don't, I don't see it changing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, one, one, one can hope. Um, one, one can hope. We'll see. We'll see what comes up. Again, bring it up there for the next couple shows, two shows. Uh, and then the, the Kickstarter will be over by the, you know, by the, what is it going to be? The 12th of January, the show, the 12th of February, rather. Kickstarter will be over. So. Um, yeah. we'll bring it that. Well, and if they're serious about it, I think that they'll continue developing it. Uh, I'm sure we'll see it pop up somewhere else or in some other way. Yep. But I, you know, for, for the developers, I just hope they realize that this doesn't mean this isn't a total failure of their game. They just need to reevaluate how they're approaching this. Yep. Totally. So we'll see. So. Well, they'll figure it out and, uh, hope yeah, again, Zara fail Kickstarter, but you know, they 
he's, Josh is trying to figure out a, a way to make it happen. And uh, hopefully it'll be the same thing with this. All right. So that's remnants. Um, where do you want to go from here? All right. Let's talk a little bit about Atlas because ah, okay. there's actually some interesting things that happened over the past week. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you saw any of these videos, but they had to do a rollback. Uh, so they did a rollback that was like a 10 hour rollback on official uh, North American PVP. Uh huh. Actually, I think it went back by five and a half hours. Um, is maybe when the last save was, but they, they had to roll it back that far. And it was because somebody had actually gotten into one of their accounts, one of their admin accounts. And, uh, it was spawning whales in everywhere pretty much just wiping people. Uh, and I, if for people that have never gone in and, and done admin on a server, maybe this is something they're going to have to look at. But when you log into Arc or Atlas, uh, you can pull up the console, the developer console, and you see a history of all of the different uh, commands that they've run. Uh, the, the downside of that is, is you have to type a command to be able to log in to do admin. So if someone were able to log in to their uh, to that account, they could then look at the history of commands run, and it would show the admin password for that server. So the second they got into there, they see the master password that is for the whole server itself, for all of North America. Um, so they were able to do this, and then they were just going crazy, spawning uh, spawning things in. And, uh, and yeah, and the, the result was whales just because whales are very powerful. Uh, they will just destroy your ships. So, uh, so that's something that happened. They said it was because somebody, you know, somehow their password got figured out on, on steam. I'm sure from here on out, they're going to require two-step authentication. Uh, but I would hope that they would make it to where. Maybe passwords don't wow. show in the history. This whale yeah, just like hit this boat and just flipped it right over. Flipped it. Yeah. Those, the, whales, the whales are pretty serious business. Like they will <laughs> hurt you. Wow. That's, that was intense. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, th- so that happened. Um, and we'll see what they do to make changes. I mean, the, the, the answer is not, oh, let's just make it so they can't get into admin accounts. They really need to look at some serious ways of, of securing or making it to where if you log in, like you have to re-enter the password at some point. Plus for streamers, this really sucks for streamers because they can't accidentally, they have to be really careful about letting their console show because if they hit, if they accidentally hit the tilde key or something, it's going to show the password for whatever server if they have admin access for that server. Really? It's going to show it on stream. Oh, that's, yeah, t- yeah that's, that's stupid. It's just, it's, why do it's I feel very like frustrating. I'm, why do I feel like I'm looking back in time to like our early H1Z1? Yeah. Passwords I mean, being this shown is, this in clear is, text. This has been a problem on Arc since day one. Like it's you would be silly to stream if you have admin access to a server to stream it because it's just so easy for you to accidentally show oh, your Jesus. whole admin. And if they can log into your server, then all they do is type that password in and they have the ability to do things on your server. Yeah. Now fortunately, so, Atlas is keeping good backups. So that's one thing we learned, right? Is that they're a, they, they're keeping good backups. They've got the ability to roll back. I mean, so th- they rolled back probably to the point right before the person 
compromise the but, but the let's account. look yeah. at the positives of this. That's that means they've got a strong backup in place where they can at any point yep. say there's a major issue we need to roll back. That's good because they could if they didn't have Arc a good is, backup. Arc is the same way as well. Yeah, if they didn't have a good backup, they would have said, "Ah, oh, shit, we got to revert a day." And you know, five hours yeah. is a lot of time, but twenty-four hours is a whole lot more. Um, so in that now, regard, thing, that's good. One thing that Atlas and Arc does is it will keep multiple backups. It just mm-hmm. keeps on adding a new backup. I think up to a certain amount of storage. Gotcha. Uh, so a lot of times you have the ability to say, "Okay, I want to go back to yesterday, midday." Like. You'll look at the account, see which one is closest to what time you're thinking, and then you can restore that by copying a file over pretty easily. Yeah, well, and it's not like they're dealing with a couple of servers. I mean, there are they're dealing with hundreds of servers um, with with Atlas because of how it, it's grid. You know, how, there are hundreds of servers. Each grid is a server. Um, so I would imagine yep. a five hour rollback across the entire network is um, that was a little bit of work. Uh, that, that was they, probably a lot. I mean, they, of had, work. they had to take they they had to take it all down and then. Copy them because you can't do that on the fly. It just doesn't. You wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Um. So. Um. That's and that. so. And. And uh, one thing I will mention because I've been, you know, I talked. We talked about in the beginning. I'm. I'm doing that script for managing uh, Linux instances. Yeah. Uh, they did release a Linux client for server, but I will tell you, it is incredibly broken. Ah. Um. They. Uh. They went through and there has you don't have the ability to restart a Linux server from if you restart, you have to delete the whole save and start fresh. You can never continue a save on a Linux server. It's, it's that broken. And so I, none of the servers that you're running on right now will be Linux because there's no way for them to continue and save your progress at the moment. Boy, that's an exp- Those are windows servers are very <laughs> expensive to operate and run compared to Linux. Yes, and so I don't know what it is. Chat servers. Chat went out of town, so I don't know if we're going to get any public announcements about that. But I assume they have to be working on it. Uh, but it's been a week that the Linux server client has been out, but you're unable to actually host on Linux because they don't have the save functionality. It, it's a corrupted save. Whatever it's doing to save it, the second that you restart, it it you have to delete it, and so you lose all progress. Without getting crazy into detail, technical wise, what where can people get more information about the, what is the thing that you're doing? What, what are you doing? Are you helping with that issue or what, what, what exactly are you working on? I mean, I've contacted them multiple times. I, I've gotten, I've worked through all the different bugs and trying to figure out how to fix everything. And that is the last one that I'm stuck on. Yeah. I have a server running. I have a server up and running with, it's a, it's a two by two square. So it's four servers running on our server right now just for testing mm-hmm. and it's all working. But, the second that I had to restart the server, I had to delete all progress. So it always resets you back. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, that's the last major thing that that is game breaking that they have left to to fix, you know, to make it. Here's OK. Here's another downside. They are running currently on version 4.5 of Unreal. Uh, to put that in perspective, the current Unreal is 4.21. The the Unreal that they're running Atlas on is five years old. What? They haven't updated their Unreal in five years. Now, I know they've been customizing it, and that's probably why. Mm, yeah, all the customization from Arc. The, all the things that they did uh, to customize it, I think, has made it almost unupgradable for them. Holy shit. But that is going to be a big problem. Look at all the optimizations that we saw in the past two years, past year with Unreal, that, that all of these servers are saying, like, hey, we've gotten all this online works so much better and all these things that they're taking advantage of they're so far behind what version is it they're, 
four point five. And and that's cur- they're currently on four point two zero, four point twenty. Four point twenty one is the current. Wow. So they're point one six revisions behind, which is five years. You're saying? It's about five years. I think it's Good. just under five. Well, years. Well, that make that's Arc's timeline. Yeah, that's about probably when they started. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, how old are we? Or, now, <laughs> well, that's the thing is they 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 took the one of the very early editions of Arc. They didn't take a recent version of Arc and start expanding upon that. They took one of their early early prototypes of Arc, and that's what they based this on, which is the prototype that they had five years ago. The thing is, is they they didn't they they can't update. I don't know how they're going to update their engine if they have it that that customized. We're not going. I to. think they're. They're in a real bind. Well, okay. Here's the here is the major problem that I've run into, um, and without getting incredibly, as you said, without getting incredibly yeah, technical, yeah. there is t- to run it on Linux. You have to have a dependency called libcurl. Okay. Uh, and without getting Atlas require <laughs> with Atlas requires libcurl version three. Uh-huh. Arc requires requires libcurl version four. Ah. Okay. So if you want to run I, I we run Atlas and Arc at the same time. Mm. If you want to run one, you have to uninstall the other. If you want to run the other, you have to uninstall the other the, that one. That is a major problem. They're so out of date that they can't coincide. Um, that's a, now that's going to be I a did, problem did, for the shared server hosts, like the big boys that do server renting. Yeah, I mean it. It, it causes yeah because some of them a, a lot of ways you see this is they'll use a common um kind of core of the operating system and so it's using a common set of files well that's going to be a big problem because then they'll say okay well we can only run atlas on this server and then we have to only run arc on this server it's going to cause extra hassle um i found a custom libcurl that includes both but it's a custom one it's not an official one release that goes in your ubuntu updates it's one that someone made but this is how are they going to fix that they're going to have to update their their uh, their Unreal. I just do not see that happening. So I think that they they realize how big of a mess they are in with Linux, which is would be the primary server host if if it works right. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Short of how are they going how how are they going to update? It, it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're in just let's try to keep the ball rolling. Let's try to keep our heads above water mode right now. Um, but once they get all these flames out from the initial release, that's going to be the next step that they're going to have to tackle. And I think that's going to be a huge one. Yeah. Well, at least this, that's something that you may see like a year or two down the road that they actually start updating that. At least the guy that made this uh, libcurl package, you can at least add it as an unsupported repository. So you can, you can at least add it to the OS. Yeah. And that's what I did. And that made it work. You can Um, at least do an update and, and get, get an update if there is one. Yeah. But that's so, most people that's outside of their knowledge, right? Or some people get really freaked out about oh, adding a custom repository because of security. Oh, or doing updates on Linux yet. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> yeah. Or they just don't want to ever run. Yeah, every time I log Linux. into it, Putty's like, yeah, oh, you got 7,000 packages that need to be updated and they're all security. I'm like, yeah, well, we're good to go until somebody compromises it. So don't worry about it. Um, but, but that, because so but that kind of puts in perspective, like they're in a mess. Yeah. They've created a real people, mess here. Because, I mean, the, the fact that they've created something that's not modular, that's very difficult to upgrade, um, it, I, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, over well, the next year, we'll see what they do. I'll tell you this, Brian. The key is going to be keeping the mess. 
because most of this is behind the curtains thing. What you're doing is you're doing yep. a behind the scenes thing of hosting your own server. There's probably a, I'm a, seeing more than what your average person is going to see. Ever. I'm digging into it. Exactly. So they're 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 I would say their goal here is to keep the behind the scenes and every you know. I'm sure, Brian, if you point, turn the camera around right now, your desk probably isn't the cleanest thing in the world. You've probably got wires all around your monitors. Yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. is, it's easy to hide, right? And, but the yeah. problem is, if that curtain starts becoming shown to the everyday community and they start you know, hearing about these issues, and it's not hearing about them, it's when the issues start affecting them, um, yep. then, then they're going to have a serious problem on their hands. And the whole Linux community is really feeling it. Everybody, I mean, I've been in a number of discords. I've joined a number of discords just trying to talk about and figure out this problem. It's happening across the board with everybody because i wanted mm. to see if it was just me running into this yeah like this is a major issue everybody's running into it uh and there's not an easy solution at, at the moment because they're not going to be able to say to everybody oh if you want to run this you have to install this special package they're not going to be able to say that yeah like they have to do a patch that works on standard linux yeah install this random github project on your server to run uh two versions of the same uh, two different versions of a. Uh... Of yeah. the same, yeah, dependency. Yeah, that's nuts. That's not the answer. I, I, well, hopefully, I mean, they probably could package something like that into their Linux version, no? Um, so, I mean, no, I well, know. they'd have to rewrite. I don't know if they really could because it is, it is looking out to the operating system mm. to provide something. They'd have gotcha. to rewrite and make it so that it doesn't use that feature. Yeah, and then package it themselves. So, Nevertheless, that's yeah. Uh, we need to stop with the technical stuff. Um, but okay. so, so if people want more information on what you're doing, you forked, um, their project and the link is, yeah, on- I, I forked arc. Yeah. Arc, uh, server manager. Or, mm-hmm. Um, and, and excuse me, yeah, you excuse can me. go, so you can, uh, you can go on to GitHub or bite of tech or bite of tech. I have put an article in there that I'll kind of maintain, but our, uh, the Atlas server tools, you can go on there. There's a link to, uh, my GitHub. Um, uh, there's a link for easily installing it. And uh, I, I've been been trying to keep it, yeah, keep it up to date. Looking so. out for the community, Brian. You know, for people to say that Brian doesn't have the best attitude with video games, Brian's looking out for the community. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate your service and and doing the show well, notes. You're doing yeah, a lot, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is things like this. Like it's very difficult to maintain all this stuff. If you get into it and look at what what the Atlas Server Tools does, uh, it automate so much the installation of instances the restarting and the managing and the updating installing mods like everything they that, must have one internally because they're doing all those updates i wonder why they don't just make that public so okay well so they have they have um it now will manage okay here we're gonna get technical for one second the new okay. server way that they do servers um uses a thing called a json file uh-huh. and, and what that does is it kind of handles how all the instances, the multiple maps communicate to with each other. You can add in there a list of the mods that you want and they have built in a, an auto update feature, which will auto automatically kind of keep the mods up to date. The problem is on Linux, it actually crashes the client and you have the, in, you cannot start it when it's using their auto update feature. It actually crashes the client out. So would you so say that you have that, to turn it off? Would you say that that JSON file is kind of a, in some respects, a database keeping track of all of those individual servers and what they're doing? Yeah, it has all the server settings. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually mean, contains where all the islands, because these aren't maps like you would normally think of them. Um, the way that the maps work in in Atlas 
is it's it just says okay an island is placed here an island is placed here you start out with a blank map and you just put locations they have a, actually have a map editor and you just put i want an island here i want an island here and you can create your own custom maps and Very it's cool. not like a normal map that you would think of well this json file actually contains all of that information you can put in there Got the information about ghost ships and and quests. So it's a big everything config. Goes it's a big con, it's a big config file, but for, Huge every, configuration but for everything. Yes, hmm. your average person though will not know how to edit that, um, and so that is a problem for them. Of if they just say, "Oh, go into the JSON file and change all these settings," it's very confusing at the moment. Um, it's, they need to come out with a tool that allows you to easily manage. Right now, you can edit the uh, the way that the islands are laid out. Um, you can do some of it in there, but it's just, it's not user-friendly yet. Uh, and I'm hoping that that's something they address because I don't want to go in there and have to implement that into my tool to, because there's, there's nor the way that artwork arc worked. And then there's also these added things with the JSON file. You put certain settings in both files. We don't know which one it's actually referencing or which ones are required. So it's just kind of a weird limbo at the moment, uh, just because they released it so quickly and it's, it's not really baked. It's, you know, it's half baked. Yep, absolutely. And we, we, I mean, we've talked about this extensively and, and we'll continue to chat about it over you know, the next couple months and, and into the next couple of years. This is a, ve- yep. this is clear to us. This is a very rushed project. And now that the dust has settled on the newness factor of the game and people like yourself, Brian, are really trying to dig into server code and try to figure out how to host servers and whatnot. And even we had a, originally a post from the original um, private ser- one of the original private server host or the was it the official uh, was the official server host from for for Atlas or was it the I don't know it was the, the official or the private server host partner said they didn't even give us any notification we had to beg them yeah. for 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 files and and they 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 Q ping something like that I don't remember what their name was uh, Q server Pink's, something Ping like Perfect that. or Ping, nah it wasn't Ping Perfect, perfect. That, was, that was the company that screwed over Conan. Um, oh, yeah. But they said, hey, this was a mess, and he, they weren't communicating, and then like the game was out, and we didn't have the server files, and the yada, yada, yada. So it's been clear that they just have got too many, excuse me, moving they, parts They got here. too much, too many fires they're trying to put out at the moment, I think, is the yeah. issue. And so TLC is going to be um, a, a serious endeavor here, they're gonna need a, yep. and they need a lot of it. Yep. Now, okay, so the, you kind of started streaming through an article, but that's their, their Atlas dev kit. So uh, that's for people that want to go and make custom mods if you want to do that. And they actually, uh, you see some screenshots there actually at the top. You can see that tool that I was talking about that lets you go and kind of edit the map and make the, that's that's a lot of the settings that are going into that. So you see where it says mod IDs on there? Mm-hmm. That's where you put the list of mods that you want. Gotcha. Um, you, can, you can put in there just different information. Like that one's showing an example of a 15 by 15, which is probably their official, uh, you know, size. Uh, uh, maps, sort of squares. Uh, so you can put all that in there, and it creates creates the files and everything. Um, but that is their official tool so far. But as you can see, there's a limited number of things it's letting you put in there. Um, it is not a complete configuration tool. I think it's just kind of what they use to quickly make these things in the office. Gotcha. So, but they have the official dev kit now, which you can go into Unreal, create things. I mean, that's where you'll see people. Uh, making major changes to the base game or adding new content to the base game that'll be from the dev, the dev kit itself uh, people probably can add new islands i mean there's probably a lot of things that they can end up doing so i think for them if they can really get the tools for the dev kit working well 
that's where we're going to see the interest and the cool things coming out. Not from, I, I think from uh, wildcard grape shot themselves. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's clear that they're slowing down, Brian, because their next big version update version 16 isn't ETA'd until late February. Um, now yeah. let's assume that just because of track record that late February turns into, I don't know, early <laughs> mid March, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, 30 to probably 45 days before their next major, you know, their next full number release, uh, which is version 16. And that indicate them slowing down their, you know, content patches essentially um, is, I can't imagine that they're working on all this kind of all this stuff behind the scenes. That's the thing is, and they don't need new content right now. The thing that they need, and they do mention it in here. They say significant server improvements over the coming weeks. We'll be doubling performance increment by increment. Um, just to give people a little bit of a heads up of performance compared to ARC, uh, let's say an instance is running where there's nobody logged in, just sitting there idling. A single server. Uh, and, yes. Um, an ARC instance will run maybe 10% of one core like for, on our server. I mean, this is, you know, is going to give you a benchmark. It'll, it'll run and sit there at about 10 to 15% idling. It's kind of doing its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, an Atlas instance runs at 100% of one core. Wow. Idle, idling. So um, they, could, they definitely have a lot of room for improvement. They said, you know, this patch is going to be a 25% uh, performance improvement. They're planning on doubling it. So they're going to have to get it because this is very difficult for server hosts. Um, for server hosts, I mean, imagine you're running this as a server host. How much cpu your extra cpu you had to dedicate to these machines but people don't want to pay for it i can imagine the server hosts just kind of hate this product at the moment oh uh, yeah that's probably the case so and especially if you want to run multiple so i mean i have four instances running that's four of my cores luckily we have 25 right or 24 i'm sorry 24, 24 cores um but you know let's say you had an eight core machine you know, and you're, you're running womp, womp. four of those cores just to idle four instances. And then if somebody gets on, like, you don't have a lot of room of headway there. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, server talk with Brian. Um, so, uh, I mean, this is incredibly technical, but I think it's important for people oh, it is. to realize yeah, I mean, this what is, is happening. I, I don't think, I don't think this conversation is probably going on anywhere else in terms of, you know, outside of internal communication i don't think anybody else is having these kinds of conversations it's interesting it's interesting to look at um so what do you want to cover updates from them wise um so i mean let's just kind of look at you know they're talking about the as you said the next version that's going to come out uh is going to be next month pretty much Mm -hmm. Uh, but they do have this this month they have just a lot of balancing i mean there's fixes and balancing you're not seeing they, they they did put in a new quest. They said a new fountain of youth quest will appear for characters because we were asking, what do we do when your character hits max age? Yeah. Uh, for characters age 90 or higher, ah. uh, the fountain of youth currently represents as a magical particle effect appears in a go- single golden age ruin across Atlas um, near the Power Stone container. Every 50 in-game days, it teleports to another golden age ruin on a cycle if you find the fountain and activate it your character will be set back to age 20 and if you do this when um, you're age 90 over 90 years you'll gain a significant permanent statistics uh, boost Um, you can do this multiple times to gain further boosts each time when you're at least 90 years old 
So it's a way to permanently boost your characters. If you can make it to 90, get set back to 20, make it to 90, and you'll keep getting boosts. Gotcha. So um, that was the major change. Other than that, it's just all I could see was a lot of balancing in the last couple of patches. I guess that makes sense, right? Just trying to get everything. Um... They're trying to get it. Yeah. I mean, fixing, there's a lot of fixes, spawning issues. I mean, all the things that you run into, and you're like, oh, this doesn't work right. Um, they did do some extra you know, features for servers, making it so you get more gold, um, making it so that you can disable aging of the character disable claim fa- uh, flags um you know change the uh the radius of you know like the claim flag things like that so they did add a few features but i think that was other than that quest i don't i didn't think i saw anything that was new in the in the last like three or four patches but i mean that's fine i mean they, they got a lot of fixes i'd rather not have anything added in there that's going to cause them an unstable environment and cause bugs i'm really hoping they can pull it out i think they can um, I I really think they they can, but there's just so much stuff they got to work on before somebody like myself's even contemplating jumping back into playing it for for any you know extended period of time. Well, that's where I mean, if if a really cool mod comes out, people make custom servers and mm, just some really cool yeah. stuff comes out, like that would be enough to say, oh, let's go play that. Um, but I think on the base, I have no interest in playing the official servers. I, I, I'm I, sorry, I just zero interest. I'm not really one that enjoys modding in games like. I was just never like vanilla Minecraft or mod vanilla GTA five vanilla or some like mod vanilla. But I feel like a game like Atlas, maybe a, um, uh, black wake style mod. Cause I don't think they're going to even that. have more modern boats. They're going to put us, they already have a submarine that's yeah, going to that the official. I don't know it's still the same that. thing though. I mean, modern boats, but it's the same thing. Build it and drive, drive around and get beaten up by other. So people. once they get, if they can get server performance, a lot better it'll make it they could probably get it to where it's much more smooth going across the zones mm-hmm. uh, make it more seamless like you could create a tour even flying in a plane right now i can't imagine flying in a plane being that much fun as you go from <laughs> zone to zone to zone right if you're really going rubber, that just fast. rubber banding back and forth <laughs> yeah you're like oh and then it crashes and then you're set back and you're in the air you know outside of your plane glitching through the just, plane yeah <laughs> yeah i mean just all kinds of things could happen but i think that this one has much more flexibility than arc as far as where you'll be able to go with this hmm. uh, or what even can they expand the size of the uh of the maps themselves because right now you have a certain size that the map is it'll be interesting to see if people will be able to create like super maps you know four giant squares if they can get performance good enough yeah that would be um, cool you know just just kind of make it to where the world is much bigger right now they're very limited because the performance is not very good so you can't really push the limits that much gotcha all right um Boy, we've got a lot that we haven't got to yet. Um, let's try to bang out a couple of quick things, um, a couple of just quick updates, real quick. Sure. Uh, let's let's just since we've been talking about, it, let's just transition over to Arc. Um, they've got a couple updates this week. This update that they did on the 16th is a very is a is a pretty large update, Brian. Um, you tell they've been saving it up. Like, yeah, <laughs> they've been. Yeah. Yeah, this focusing on something else, but been doing fixes in the someone's been doing fixes. Yeah, um, they did memory mesh memory optimization for like everything, um, like a whole bunch of objects and a whole bunch of formats. Now, do, you, do you know what that is? Yes, the mesh is what the the mesh is like what the thing is, the asset itself. Yeah. So pretty much them going in doing uh, mesh memory optimization is pretty much making probably the texture smaller. Because it, you got to think it stores all these things in the in your video card's memory, 
Um, so they're just making it, I'm assuming based on what they said, they're probably making it use up less memory so that you can have less memory taken up on your video card or have more things stored in there for more objects. Um, that's, I think that's what that means. So they fixed a, fixed a couple of exploits in here involving chairs, ladders, and a couple of other things. Um, C4 can no longer be uh, placed on platform saddles. Uh, the tech for the tech bridges, they fixed an issue with placement where bridge incorrectly identified other structures as enemy structures. Um, players were disconnected when they connected to the terminal, some turret issues, key bindings, server stability, um, issues with the uh, format formatting with stuff in chat with embedded URLs. Um, fixed now, one interesting thing I saw here is on scorched earth, they fixed holes that were in the map mm -hmm. and on the Island, they fixed holes that were in the map. They finally just got to those. I mean, Island's been out for a while. Island's about Scorched since the Earth game has been, been out. out. And, and Scorched Earth has been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's like they just finally kind of, they probably had these. Oh, we got holes in the map. You know, people have mentioned them. Uh, I think this is them kind of going through and saying, all right, we're pretty much done with Ark. <laughs> Let's do these last set of fixes and get, and kind of get these ongoing bugs out of there. Yeah. And if you're our video uh, watcher here i was gonna say video listener if you're a video watcher you can see this is a this is a pretty long update in comparison to their their up update they did on the same day which is just a single line and that was just for server uh operators fixed items not displaying in Arcadata. um and that was both of those were done on the 16th which was what last last wednesday so um that's up to date that's we're up to date we're 289.101 that's where we are right now for arc yep. Very good. All right. Um, so do you have a preference? One thing yeah. I could talk about. Uh, what, what do you want to go to next? Uh, I want to talk about Seven Days to Die because uh, they're doing something yeah. cool. And I think this will be fun to talk about. Um, this is something we really haven't seen from a lot of other game developers, Brian. There's a post here on their, uh, on their official Steam post that the fun pimps are happy to announce. You think, oh, boy, what are they announcing? A new game? A new mod? Uh, this? That? No officially licensed merch um that now you and, and it's not it's not through some like you know like weird shipping store they, they've got an amazon page and yes. they are just selling officially licensed seven days to die merch through amazon now i'll tell you it doesn't have free shipping which is a huge no-no um but like here here it is yeah it has free returns I, mean, I see free returns but so like here it is this <laughs> is an officially licensed seven days to die shirt and this is something like, for example, you know, if you're a big Ark fan, Brian, and you want to buy, I don't know, an Ark T-shirt on Amazon. Um, you know, here's uh, here's an Amazon product page, but most of these things are really crappy screen prints that, uh, like a Chinese sweatshop are just pumping yeah, out and not, then selling. It's not actually bringing them any money. Like, like let's like this. This looks like it's an all right shirt, but I bet you if we scroll down to Custom, there's no customer pictures on it. I was saying if we scroll down to customer pictures, there's probably, um, you know, there's probably not, it's probably not the greatest uh, quality shirt. And I think this is something that um, more game, more games need to do. I don't know what the process yeah. is like, but it, I mean, it can't be too can't be complicated. That hard. I mean, to, to get yeah. something up on Amazon, but more officially licensed merch on sites like Amazon. Cause here's the thing. I don't want to buy merch from you pay $9 to ship it to me 
and then my, you know, and the shirt's already $22. So I've got $30 invested in, in a t-shirt. I mean, if you really like the game, you know, you could be like firebomb and, you know, buy some stupid Friday the 13th, buy seven shirts, buy some stupid coffee mug for Friday the 13th coffee mug. Um, but, but like those things are expensive when you buy them on, on the custom stores for, for these games. So yeah. Um, Got to get it on. Yeah, now, and now God of saying, where's the infection merch? Uh, we did have infection merch, but it was the same thing. It wasn't on Amazon, and the shipping was so damn expensive through, was it Spreadshirt that we were doing it on? It, yeah. it, it was just like, who the hell wants to spend $31 on a shirt? Firebomb made his own, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. and, and, and and he did that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't foresee us bringing. We'll send a shirt. template to people. People can print their own. They go to their local uh, shirt shop. We'll send you a template. Yeah, we'll give you. A, we've got it all. We ha- and I've actually got the EPS file from our embroidered shirts because I had to have an embroider shop. Uh, so if you want a custom embroider, the infection logo on any shirts, we'll send you that, that file. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool to see that Seven Days to Die has got that. And um, if you go on Amazon and search Seven Days to Die T-shirt. Um, it's, it's sold by the fun pimps and that's them. So, uh, go and ahead. And I wants to know, do we have, uh, infection podcast key rings? We do. I can't say. I've got mine. Somewhere. I've got one back there. He's got one. Yeah. It's sitting on his desk. I know exactly where it is. It was, I, I gave him one. Yeah. He's got Amnon one. has one. Yeah. yeah. So the, there so are does Sarah Flanagan and, and the guy she was Sarah with Flanagan. I'm sure she, she's <laughs> relished that. Uh, probably saving that. <laughs> special place yeah yeah uh she contacted us to see if she could be our pr person <laughs> that didn't work yeah, yeah. our community manager didn't work out um so, i'm sorry sarah you just had to get that in there um so so yeah th- I, I think that's pretty neat um and then there's an update here as well back on track with seven days to die um one seventeen dot one is out so this is their they're stable so this is 17.1 stable uh, official wh- and what's the deal with this what's What's going on? So, all right. So they they did add some new uh, some new things to this. Mainly, I mean, okay. One of these things is they added cigars to the trader wares, so you can now buy a cigar from the trader. I know that's important. You can now buy uh, glue from the trader. Uh, AI will do will do destroy area sixty percent on all um, fall after unreachable side path. I don't I don't even know. That's like half English. Do you understand what they're saying? No. AI will do. Will do destroy area sixty percent on a fall after unreachable side path. No, I don't. I have no clue what that even means. Um, they added old cash to laundry and si- uh, nightstands. Um, they adjusted the sleeper bonus. That just that was the main. Other than that, it was changes, tweaks, fixes, uh, and once again, the known issues is on this one about the size of half of their update notes. So if you take the actual updates, take half of that, that's how long their current bugs is. Um, so they, I understand that it's stable, but there's still a lot of problems. Um, they're not, I don't, I mean, unless they get all these fixed, they're not close to release. So and we'll definitely have a, a version 18. Oh wow, yeah. I don't see this. I don't see this going straight to, uh, oh, we're, we're going to version 1.0. Yeah, definitely. So that is uh, that is seven days to die, and we'll I mean we'll play it at some point. But as you said last week, we're kind of we've got to give it some time. The I'll give them credit, and 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 we don't always do this. Their experimental version of the game was 
pretty error free. I don't believe we had any yeah. server crashes. We had a couple of issues with those unlimited trees that were kind of yeah. a problem, which but, we took full advantage of. Well, oh yeah, of course. But I mean that if that was the bug of the experimental build of the biggest update they'd done in a year and a two like a year over over a year and a half, that's pretty damn yeah. good. So I mean they deserve some credit on that. Um, that their experimental yep. version was their experimental version they, was they better. They could have released. They could have released that as Alpha 17, and then all this stuff since then could have been going into Alpha 18. Yeah. Uh, their experimental version that we played a couple of, uh, at this point, probably two months ago, um, was better in some regard to then a lot of final versions of games that are out in terms of their stable releases of what they're doing. Like, it's probably yeah. more stable and less bug-prone than Atlas's current stable version of the game i it was i was very impressed with it performance wise and we had a couple of issues with server crashes in regards to day sevens but there, there was no just like random server halts that was you know throwing us all off and whatnot so it, yeah it i mean it was mainly when, when they had the uh, yeah the seventh day and just a million zombies started coming we ran that was the only crash that we had we'd restart uh, but i think they did fix that so if you play 17.1 yeah. now uh you won't have the same issues so it should be fairly stable. It should be definitely playable. Yep. So check it out. Buy some merch. And uh, that's seven days to die. Uh, Brian, we've we run past time here. Uh, do you want to announce your game giveaway? Um. Yes. Well, let's go on to one thing else because I got to pull up the code. Perfect. All right. Well, I got something quick here. Um, this is uh, from our friends over at Zara Survival. They've released their um, or their January newsletter. And there's some information in here about their couple weekends of testing that they did. Um, so they gave out just about 4,000 codes um, for for the alpha, and that was as of December 23rd. On the final weekend of testing that they did, they had over 730 unique players log in. So throughout the, that weekend, there were 730 different players that logged in. Um, and there were over 4,200 PvP casualties, as in player players fighting each other. And fifty four thousand uh, kills of the uh, humanoids, which are the the, the robots in the game, uh, and then they've got an interesting breakdown, Brian, uh, of the countries here. Eighty nine different countries played the game, and this pie chart is very interesting. Um, looking at this, the U.S. and Brazil, and it looks like Brazil's chunk of the pie is even a, almost a little bit bigger than than the U.S.'s. Brazil's got a huge player base of this game. Um, as, and China, as you can see here, has got a decent sized chunk. Uh, that's about equivalent to the, to the UK's and, and France's, and maybe even Germany's players combined. Um, what, 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 does this mean anything to you? I know you're kind of the, you know, the, the analyst when it comes to some of this stuff, does this mean anything? Well, I mean, I was kind of surprised about Brazil being so popular. Uh, it's just kind of odd that that would be one that stands out. Usually we see it's USA and then China. Um, <laughs> or china I mean, yeah, USA. <laughs> china yeah china taking 90 percent. but i i think that uh this is a pretty healthy balance i don't i'm not sure why brazil but i am glad that china isn't taking up a huge section of that uh now of course as i'm sure he knows at some point once china sees it they will uh, take a big chunk of it um yeah and and, and Nick is pointing out that it looks just like Pac-Man. No, I'm not. That's China's chunk okay. is playing. <laughs> there's, oh, there's, normally. Yeah, yeah, there's China here. There's this this whole area is China here. Is they're uh, they're they're doing their yeah. thing. 
So I, I think that that is that's a pretty good. It'll it'll be interesting once it gets more public. Uh, you know, once China sees it as a competitive thing, or a cheat comes out for it, uh, you'll see China's numbers jump up much bigger. I'm sure. <laughs> once a cheat uh, but comes I, I think, out for it, I like that. That's that's pretty good. Well, you know, I mean, that's reality. Uh, when, ah. when a cheat comes out, then they'll start <laughs> playing it. So as long as he can try to prevent that and keep it out of that limelight. Uh, I think as long as we can keep that balance, I'm fine. Yep. So uh, the, you'll know a cheat came out when China then all of a sudden takes half of the the map. Um. So going on with that, they're planning on doing another test run. Um. Actually, this weekend. So it's the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and twenty seventh of January, and then again February eighth through the tenth. And obviously, those are um subject to change. As yeah. uh, as you know, things get delayed in uh, in the development cycle, and Josh is in our and chat. Joshua, yeah. yeah, he's making a comment that um, he is implementing easy anti cheat this weekend. Coolio, so so that will be good. So get you know, get ahead of it <laughs> before the the China unleash. And then there's a link here on how to get a key, um, and how you, how you can you can people can invite you, and all of that is on their website, and the links for that and whatnot are in our show notes infectionpodcast.com all right brian uh what are we very good here? so if you want to enter the uh, the giveaway it's exclamation point giveaway we'll do a 60 point raffle which means that you've been watching the show for an hour you actually can get away with watching it for less than an hour if you follow us uh because i think you get 10 10 cans or something for doing that yep survival uh, cans <laughs> yep so uh i'm going to be giving away a copy of the dwarves and this is an RPG fantasy tactical RPG, uh, and it's got mostly positive. And uh, I'll put a link to the Steam page as well if you want to check that out. Normally forty dollars, uh, right now it's seventy five percent off. But uh, it looks like a fun game to play if you're into that kind of overhead tactical RPG. It's got a lot. It looks like it has a lot of cutscenes as well, so you have some story in there. Did you know that the Dwarves is also an American punk rock band formed in Chicago? When I search for the dwarves really? on uh, Google to find the game, yeah, that's the first result here. The dwarves. Nice. <laughs> the more you I'm know. Sure, they're great. I'm sure they're a great band. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, don't hate. Um, all right, so you can ex- enter exclamation point giveaway to do that. And a uh, quick note, programming note, Brian. Next week's yes. program. This is tentative. Uh, now people are gonna say, "Oh God, moving the show." Uh, next week's show will uh, most likely be an hour earlier. I've got to work. Uh, I've got I've got to work not in a function. I've got something I've got to do in regards to work right around nine o'clock Eastern. For people that don't watch yep. the show live, we do the show from seven to nine Eastern uh, most uh, Tuesday nights. So we're going to start a show at six o'clock Eastern next week. We'll run it for two hours until eight, and that hopefully will give me time to uh, get everything done and and get over to my engagement. Um, so if anything changes, um, you can uh, we'll put it out on Twitter and we'll announce that on twitter as well you can follow us it's at infection cast c-a-s-t on twitter and um we'll update you if anything changes but tentative next week for the live audience six o'clock eastern start time 3 p.m pacific you know it'll be like thursday in australia time and you know just do your local time zone conversion so um six o'clock next week for the live program and uh yeah join us live here on twitch and uh youtube live it looks like um our friends over at Realm had a pretty big week. 
they're doing they're doing something big over there, and they've got a big announcement. We actually had the opportunity to talk, or I should say, we you had the opportunity to talk with the community manager over there uh, during PAX West at the Facebook gaming booth, and they were super they were super yep. cool guys. And um, they are finally coming out of alpha, and they are uh, they are hitting open beta, um, which is and they a, were fairly stable. I mean, this this is one where they were pretty stable since day one. That was one of our initial comments about this game is how polished it was and how Incredibly smooth it polished. ran. Because I mean, they based it off of, an, of Paladins, right? Yep. Um, was kind of the the original code for this. The assets always have always looked beautiful. The gameplay was always smooth. They did, have done a lot of tweaking and kind of figuring out what their gameplay style is going to be. Um, and so, you know, they've done that over the past, well, since PAX. I mean, that was kind of the initial, at PAX, they were like, hey, we're making some changes. Uh, and they started doing that. And you know, there's been up and downs with it. Some people didn't like some of the changes. I think they've gone through and just have adjusted and kept on tweaking it, trying to find that right balance to make it a unique vr experience so i think they, they feel like they probably have gotten that balance down and so now they're they're coming into open beta so they are um so they've got the, so they've got that as their announcement they've got a couple of other things here too I'm trying to read these chronologically january 16th so um they've got their second battle pass too this is again this is a everybody's pretty much copying fortnite's implementation of their battle pass or bat i don't know what i think, yeah, they, it works. I think they call it battle pass too um yes so this is the um, essentially pay for the season and you get a higher tier set of rewards opposed yeah, to better just the skins. Right, better skins. Um, and it's it's doing wonders for games like uh, or for games like Fortnite, PUBG. Um, i trying to think who else has got a really big pass. Rocket League does it this way. Yeah. Um, I feel like, God, there's another game too that I'm escape my h1z one does it yeah but i'm thinking of games that are doing it really successfully i guess it's probably just fortnite and PUBG are doing these passes um and they're and they're doing the same thing and i'll just scroll through. roe does it oh you're right yeah. roe does do it scrolling through here um they they show the different things that you can get uh the different mounts they tell you what levels that those unlock um character skins uh you know, pirate skins assassin skins or pirate skins, marksmen, a whole bunch of other things that they like. There's a lot of variety in here. Some sprays that they're putting into here that you can see the different levels that you unlock. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Um, emblems and, and and such, and and that's their Battle Pass 2, which does it doesn't say when it starts. Maybe it's now? Um uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's available it's now. Going. It is, and yeah. it's for a limited time, so get in there and uh and you can get that and unlock that. And then we've got one final update from them which is something that'll get Joe playing again. It's it's a um a skin pack essentially. So that was what they've got here and it's called the Rainbow Bundle. Um it's a it contains four items and it's a limited time bundle uh, which is limited time indicating the tradeability of this stuff and its market value would ideally go up in in the future. Um so they've got a Starburst Sorcerer Mage skin. Made you are the mage is the character that you play as. Um they've got a sparkling stallion mount, which is a it's a, it's pretty a, much a unicorn. It's a unicorn. Um a, a gummy a chicken skin with like a the gummy bear. And then a 
chasing rainbow skydive effect. Uh, you can see their little thumbnail here, what, what that is. And this fits kind of the um, cartoonish art style of the game. Even this stuff, Brian, and I know you're the stickler for this, as as it's not crazy, but as, as different as this is with the kind of pastel color palette that they've got in the game, this really doesn't seem like it, it's going to affect the look of the game really at all. They've used yeah. very bright. I, I think it matches in, in. And that's one thing that, I mean, I've talked about this uh, with Fortnite. They really thought ahead and cre- created an art style that they really didn't have limitations with. I mean, we look at PUBG, they have limitations. You look at a lot of these other games when they go for that art realistic style. Uh, the second that they go to more cartoony like this, it stands out. I mean, this is, the problems that H1Z1 had. H1Z1 had a certain look. I mean, if you remember when we started, H1Z1 was a kind of a gritty survival game where the zombies, you know, were supposed to kind of look scary and, uh, you know, it's supposed to be kind of bleak outside and your character, you know, it, you could put yourself in that situation and kind of feel like you were there. Uh, then they turned into where you had rainbow, moving rainbows on your AR and just, all kinds of crazy stuff um you know they didn't have a natural transition to that Uh, i think with these other games when you start with the more cartoony it gives you so much freedom to be able to make something that's like this and and people don't go like oh that's uh, i hate that they did that everybody seems to be pretty open to it i haven't seen anybody complain about the skins that they put in uh fortnite Mm -hmm. so I, i think that i think they'll be just fine they could almost do anything uh, as long as it has that same kind of artistic cartoon style to it. And I think people would be totally happy. Yep. So you can go um, check that out. You can buy it for 3000 crowns, which is their in-game currency. And I don't know of my, off the top of my head, I don't know my crown to um, dollar <laughs> conversion. Let me see if I can yeah. find that real quickly here. I, don't I think you have to do it inside the game. So um yeah, three thousand crowns, that's the uh that's the that's the price it'll uh that's the price that they've got set for that. And like if you were to buy the crown so forty two hundred would be thirty five dollars. So it's like thirty eight ish dollars or so, thirty five ish dollars. How many did you say it was? Three thousand. Three thousand. So it'd be probably like twenty something bucks. Oh, okay. Because 4,200, 4,200. 4, oh, I'm 35. sorry. Okay, gotcha. Yep. All right. So, yep. Um, and I think that, you know, with that, Walt had put it on the game of the week here coming up in the future once they get into open beta and see if it, if it feels any different. It, it's kind of hard to say because uh, we played it when they were kind of going through the transition of how they were doing the crafting and, you know, the, the rewards and things like that. Uh, we'll have to play it again and then see if what they've changed since then. Here's um, some guy streaming right now. Uh, this is on the Steam page, and he's got the uh, the horse the skin and, and whatnot. So, yeah, you can see. I mean, it, it it doesn't really look a whole hell of a lot different than the than the game itself. So, which is a great skin. If you don't notice it, it's a perfect skin. Yeah, and they've got a lot of bright colors in the game. Yep. Um, you know, it's. Personally, I think they did a really good job. I, I don't. It's not super popular. I mean, Realm Royale compared to probably what it should be. I think this is one of the more polished 
games like this out there. It is very popular. I don't think it. I don't think it gets nearly as much uh, credit as it deserves. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately they are in the, you know, they're just in the sea of games. I mean, you know, the, yep. the, there's just too much, there's too many BR games out there at the moment. Absolutely. And there's just more and more coming. Um, yep. And you know, what, what are you going to do? There's not really a, yep. not really a, a, a way to do it. You, as good of a game as you can make it, it still has got to, you know, stand out against, frankly, it's got to stand out against Fortnite and PUBG. Those are the two, those are the two games that pretty much own the mass player base. Um, yep. And, you know, what, I think all the companies are feeling it too. I mean, every company that look at Darwin project was, was the last time. I mean, yeah. when was last, when did you have, when have you heard anybody ever talking about the Darwin project? And that's a beautiful game. Yeah. It's done a great, a great job. It's a unique concept, but it's, it's fighting against that player base. I mean, we're and not I playing anything. It. No. Why not? But, it's, I mean, a, it's just another VR game. Who, I mean, who cares? Yep. I think they had a good concept. Um, I just think that they need to, I don't know. I mean, what, what can they do? The thing not make without, another, yeah, not be a VR game. <laughs> going away from VR. Like <laughs> but that's their whole gimmick of, yeah. of having streamers. They have to get, streamers playing it they have to create such a unique experience and then get some major streamers doing it uh but the but the problem is we talked about a little bit earlier there's streamers they're making so much money from streaming these other games Com- these companies will pay them to play their games that's a small development team uh well, how they're not going to pay as much as as epic is willing to pay well and they don't and, and they don't even have to place pay, pay some people for example ninja ninja gets probably a quarter more viewers, if not half of half, you know, doubles his viewer count when he plays Fortnite. That's what he's known yep. for. So at this point, him playing for him, another it would game, make no sense playing another game, make like, no it would sense, be a loss. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I know, I know, I know our friend Myth. He, you know, will play some other games, but he, for the most part, I feel like he. Every time I see him, he's playing Fortnite. That's his game. Um. So, I mean, am I wrong in that? Or is that, I mean, that, that's kind of all I ever see him playing. That's, he played, yeah, I mean, he played that one because he was paid to, but that's really the only variation that he yeah. does. So, yeah, these play, these guys are being incentivized on viewer count to continue to, to play it. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you look at Dr. Disrespect, I mean, for him, he'll play certain games because he's like, I get my best return on investment for playing this game. Yeah. If he branches off and starts playing another game he takes a huge hit in viewers in income and at that point it's a business there are 100 of business 198,000 people watching fortnite being streamed on twitch right now that's yep. almost they've got about almost they've got almost 20,000 more viewers than league of legends which is the yep. second most popular yep pretty incredible yeah, and so I think that until I I don't know what it is until those numbers start dying down, you will continue to see Fortnite. And I I've, I've continued to play it. I've played it. I've played it multiple times between last show and this show. I'm I've I've continued to play it very very casually, but I'm having a good time playing it. I played it a lot. I played it a whole bunch of times over the weekend. They did. They just did their snow event. I played. I'm trying to get the they're trying to get the 250 kills or whatever I need to get over the, I got to actually probably work on that a little bit more tonight. That's what, that's what I'm trying to do, but I'm just casually. Playing. Well, let's, let's talk about Fortnite for a little bit. Um, okay, okay. We, you know, we are the Fortnite podcast as we've been accused, right? Yeah. Love Fortnite. Oh yeah. 
is we talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah it's every show. Uh, so one thing, one thing that Epic announced this uh, this past week is that they they have they're going into a, uh, kind of a, a rule of pausing updates mm. before going into major events. I wonder why. So, well, I mean, we could. I'm sure we could show some H1Z1 examples of. I mean, you remember the, that they the, were going the into second, a major tournament. Yeah, the second battle tournament that they did the same, same second kill thing kill fest or whatever the hell they called it and it was like yeah, a new map they, they had no time to, it was the one that we interviewed manpons right after it i think that one yeah he's like yeah, yeah i had like, like they two didn't days. even have a they had like a stable yeah their stable came out like two days before the tournament so the, <laughs> these professionals had no time to even practice and it was the new map it was the new well i don't even remember what the, the new z2 map or whatever so they yeah. had no time to to familiarize themselves with the map yeah, and, and Ross or Big Woody Sauce, he's pointing out. He says Fortnite had a bunch of problems with the cube update in the tournament, and so I think they 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 saw that, probably got a lot of complaints for it, uh, and realized, all right, we need to pause this, make sure it's stable, let yeah. them play on it for a while, and then that is what we're going to do. So they have, uh, like for instance, this change is coinciding with the upcoming tournament at the Australian Open. There you go. So they'll do that. Uh, they'll do that have it be stable and they're probably working on in the background a number of updates so probably what you'll see is a, a little while of just bug fixes and then you know letting it be stable and then right after that they'll do big content releases because you know that they're not going to slow down and down on actually making content oh no definitely not i mean they'll continue they'll continue to update and just not push it live which you know your esport game needs to be consistent you can't have people be yeah. having issues in hundred thousand dollar tournaments because you know you well, you remember you remember when there was a complaint by myth when he was on that one and, and there was kind of a little bit of a debate whether it was him making a mistake versus oh, a him, glitch in the game oh him falling down he built yeah. he built something and and like the build slid him out now some people said well that's a you know that's just the way that the game works whether it was intended or not um yeah i remember you that. know that I, you know, it it was kind of up in the air whether or not that was legitimate. Uh, you know, they need time to be able to play on that to where they can memorize because they play these so many hours a day to where he then would go in knowing here's exactly how this is going to behave when I do this exact mechanic. They can't be changing it a couple of days before because these guys have such memorized movements that you change one little thing and they're doing their click, click, you know, where they're just doing a spin and building huge towers. Uh, you put one little change into that, that can mess up a tournament just like that in a big way. You know, and these guys are playing for large amounts of money. So yeah. uh, I think that's a really smart. And this shows you how serious they are uh, about tournaments and, and and having this being an ongoing thing. The money's there. They sound like a bunch so. of old men talking about this game. Like, oh, they're doing the build, build, and the mouse move, and the tower, and the building <laughs> real quick. I mean, we're... <laughs> I'm so bad at the game that it's just like, it's just like, why the hell are you even bothering? I thought that was I fun. just, I, I'd have to get a different mouse to play that game. I need something with a lot of buttons on it. And that's Logitech G112, I think is what I've got. I'm very See, I've got the G500. Not, not a sponsor. A limited number, yeah, there's just such a limited number of buttons on it yeah. to where this game just doesn't make sense. Like I'm having to re reassign buttons that just aren't, like I'm having to think, okay, which button does it's just frustrating. I'm sorry. This I've is this, a lot. this is the G600, I think. Is this? Yeah. Mouse. So you got the one above mine. So yeah. it looks like they added a couple more buttons in yeah. in that release. Uh, so there was another uh, there was another thing that came out here a week ago, talking about a Fortnite bug 
that allows people to take over accounts. And there's actually big money in that because the whole V-Bucks thing, uh, there is money in this. And there's a lot of kids who are willing to watch videos and kind of go into little scams because you know they're promised or watch videos or whatever it is uh, because there's a chance that they can get free V-Bucks. Our friend Nissan Communications refused to buy me V-Bucks over the weekend. I was very oh, disappointed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> refused. Uh, well, maybe this will this will change his mind. Yeah, you know, it's just to keep Nick out of trouble because you know he can't resist clicking links for free V bucks. Got to get my V bucks in, you know. <laughs> God. So I don't know if you They're can crazy. actually show. They have kind of like an animated video. Which it's, one are you trying it's to like show? An animated GIF. TechCrunch. Oh, you, you want their actual video? Well, no, it's they have like an animated GIF that just repeats on the Epic Games uh, site. No, on the TechCrunch one. I'm sorry, that's what you I'm see that right in the yeah. middle. I've clicked every link but the TechCrunch link here. There you go. Uh, um, so what happened is they have this to where if they've, they've opened it up to where if you can get somebody to click a link. Um, so I'll, once this kind of starts at the beginning, I'll show you. But what they do is they show it, uh, somebody creating a link and then just message you someone, hey, you know, enter for this uh, free V-Bucks giveaway. Yep. And it's a bit.ly link. So they get them to click it. So here's the beginning of it. It actually copies the token, the login token from their browser they then copy and paste that into this which then allows them to enter that instead and then they're able to log into your epic account now this wow. is a big problem because they have their new epic store uh there's multiple things that they could do with this they could purchase things on the um, unreal market you know unreal engine uh marketplace they have the new epic store marketplace they have these v bucks that they're selling uh, this you know, people are willing to click links and especially kids like they're not realizing that there's a very serious oh, of ramification. Course. Yeah, it could go to a very legitimate looking site that you don't even realize. This is common on Steam, too. I mean, I'll get the oh, I get them on Skype all the time. Click this link and it's like my not hack your website dot com question mark yeah. equals your Skype username. And it's like, come on. But yeah, these are very, yeah. this is very common. But I, you know, you're talking again. This is a, this is a very big problem with For how kids. Epic is handling this. But I mean, yeah. this is an issue with kids. Since it's a one, it's a one click vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And if you can get them to visit your site, you can click the link. The fact that they can get your login token. Uh, Epic's can, Epic, I'm sure, is working on this right now. Um, you know, they may have, I haven't seen that they've actually, okay, so here, Epic has since fixed the vulnerability. So Perfect. they're, you don't have to worry about that now. But it was definitely a problem in how they were handling their their logins. Um, so who knows how many people really were affected by this? You know, they talk about still uh, millions. Never a good idea to click on links in either Steam or any uh, any anything that's got nothing. Never click a random ass link from 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 somebody, um, specifically yeah. with passwords and stuff like that. And and Josh yeah. was saying that this was bypassing two-factor yeah because it was a login token it wasn't a password they're not stealing their password they're stealing in their 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 it's, login it's, token. it's acting like you're already authenticated yeah so it's after you've authenticated you that's, get this token that's dangerous and then you're you're just in so this is definitely an issue um i'm glad they got it fixed but i'm sure this was out there a little while before you know i'm sure people were taking advantage of this you always hear about accounts getting compromised so this was a problem with that now they have their 7.20 update you were talking about the snowman um, they actually have a video. I don't know if you want to play that video really quick that shows the sneaky snowman. I actually saw uh, Myth playing with this and, and 
and sneaking up on someone and, and killing them today using the snowman. Well, let's take so a this look. This is out. So it's just like the bush. Like if you people that are familiar, you can disguise yourself in the in a winter bush. areas. It's a snowman. Yep. Yep. It's a snowman. So you can kind of plant yourself somewhere. Uh, wait for somebody. Maybe plant yourself. What I saw Myth do today is he actually planted himself next to somebody's loot. You know, they've been shot, and he was all mm. just laying there. And yeah. So he sat next to it, knowing that someone could not resist to come and, and pick up some of that loot. Yeah, like and me. then he shot him as soon as they came up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you know I'm, me. I'm, no. I'm a professional. Looter. Oh yeah, yeah. Brian would Brian be all over that. Brian's like trying to lick the loot off the ground. Um, yeah. I was actually in game when their winter when their weekend events started. I didn't know it was happening, but our uh, I was playing with our friend Sean and him and I both logged in and we were in a game in the middle of a game. It was like noon, and all of a sudden, like the wind starts blowing, and, and I press M, and it, I've never seen they do these. We we've shown them in the past these big every server wide event that happens at the same time. Yeah. So we press, I press M and the map is slowly, it's not slowly, it's a storm. All of the green is turning white as though, as this winter storm is just wiping through the map. And then the whole map is snowing. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a video game. And yeah. I didn't even know it was happening. We just happened to be playing and it was just like, click every game, every server at the exact same time had this thing go on. And and then since then, all of the maps are totally covered in snow. It's super freaking cool. I like it. It's well, neat. and I, and it's pretty incredible that they're able to do that so seamlessly. That's what I was telling him. I mean, this is why Fortnite is making. This is why this is why everybody hates Fortnite and Epic. Because it would be so difficult. I mean, imagine them trying to do that in any game. In, in PUBG. <laughs> I mean, I just can only imagine. It's hard enough for them to put a map out let alone having it to where it's transitions from one map to the other in real time. It just, it would not happen. Like that's how optimized these guys have this, this, this platform. Yeah. And it is, it is incredible. And so what, here's a little bit of speculation. What do you think at, at whatever point it is that Fortnite starts to wind down, let's say the numbers lower, what are they going to do with this platform? Do you think they're going to release it as like a modding platform? Do you think they're going to, do something with it, kind of give it back to the community, something for Unreal? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of a game like Minecraft. That is that that kind of that that stopped being quite so popular, but that was their own doing. If you remember, you got to remember way back, yeah. they changed their their EULA in which server owners were no longer able to sell in-game items. And that's how server yeah. operators made their money. They would sell Kits. I mean, it got by Microsoft and then, you know. Yeah, and that's what Microsoft they did. Has they has a very different mindset. But I'm saying, I think if you, if, you look at the, if you look at that mistake that Minecraft made, and I'm, I'm, I'm using Minecraft as the example of the never-ending popular game, which for, I mean, I don't know what it was, five or six years, maybe even more than that. I mean, it was five, yeah, probably five years, five, six years. It was the top game on YouTube everywhere, everybody. Everybody's playing it. Everybody's talking about it. Um, without that m misstep by, I don't know, I don't know who owned it at that point. That was a couple of years ago. They'd still probably be at the top. So I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, frankly, I just, I, don't, I, I, don't know. I, I have a feeling that they'll do something crazy. Like they're going to do something that's like, wow, that's cool, so cool that they did that. I mean, I, I don't. It may be a ways away. I, I think they're going to try to use this as long as possible, which is smart of them. 
Uh, oh, I'm making so much money off of it. And I think that it's improving. Uh, we, we, t- I t- we talked about a little bit about this last week, but unity and, and unreal are like the two platforms right now. But if you look at when we started this podcast four years ago, there it wasn't like, Oh, unreal is the choice. Unity or, was the choice. You know, unity was kind of the choice then. Uh, but it, there wasn't that big of a difference between, okay, maybe you would go do it on cry engine. Maybe you do it, you know, this engine, that engine, it was kind of a toss up, which one you would happen to choose. Now they brought it in such a dramatic step forward that it's like, okay, you do either unity or you do unreal, but you probably should do unreal because you know, unreal has this, 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 and this unity just has more cheap assets and things like that. Uh, I, they, they have pulled away so much from the pack that if they could turn around and then release this and put a lot of these things as standard in the engine, I think it would just be a, such a huge selling point. But they, I think they want to get another kind of golden egg. <laughs> they want to get that next thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to repeat this. I mean, how do you repeat Fortnite? No, you don't. You ride it. You ride the wave. You, you know, make as, as ma- long as you can. You make as many smart decisions as you can while you're riding that wave and you move on to the next thing. I think I they've taken this wave much as, as far as, I mean, farther than I think we've seen from any other company. This I mean, is Minecraft bu- this is did the a really mo- good job. But- th- this is the probably the most successful game since the Minecraft series. I don't know of anything else that compares. I can't, yeah, I can't think of anything and else. And I think it probably so, blows Minecraft out of the water because it's being, oh yeah, it's dollar wise. Well, dollar wise and the fact that it is being played simultaneously on all devices. If with, with Minecraft, it was first on PC, it was on PC forever. Then it came to like the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, then the PS4 and Xbox One. Ross and then... says RuneScape. It's like RuneScape, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, RuneScape. RuneScape. You know, and th- now it's available on the Switch, Minecraft, but Fortnite from almost day one is available on every platform. Phones included were the first, one of the first actual games. And that's one thing games. that they really changed. Uh, what yeah. other game before Fortnite really did that to where Minecraft it was, was on the phone? But it took them a while to get it out. Uh, yeah, and it, exactly. It wasn't day one. Yeah. These guys, I mean, from the, from early on, they were like, okay, we're going to release on all three. It's going to be a similar experience between all three. And then because of all the dramatic changes they made to the engine, you started seeing other people doing it, like yeah. PUBG. And ARC. Yep. And so I think that I think that this, you know, people can complain about Fortnite, but our gaming experiences are so much better because of it. Even if we don't play Fortnite. Bingo. And that's been, I think, the point that we've been trying to drive home now for the last six months about about the game. Like, yeah, you can get mad at it, but you're you're making you're a year from now you're gonna have so much better games. Uh, I was watching a video that was showing some of the upcoming games that are going to be out here in 2019, mm-hmm. maybe probably early 2020. And there's some really cool games. Even Mario, like Nintendo is releasing games on Unreal, uh, probably because of the Switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're, yeah. They, they're developing Minecraft, uh, which would be Microsoft is releasing uh, Mojang, some different things Mojang. under. Yeah. Actually, Mojang, yeah, Mojang Studio is releasing uh, things using Unreal. Like the major studios that before would do their own proprietary engines um, are starting to transition and use Unreal, which I think is just going to make Unreal stronger. So we'll see. I uh, I agree. All right. Um, oh, so we're up on time. Is there anything else that you want to give a quick mention to before we roll into uh, current players and tip of the week? Because uh, there's a of yeah, there's an unturned update. If you want to check that out. Okay. Uh, Tencent, I have some news in there about them possibly buying another 
company. Actually, just I'll list off some of these. Tencent, huge company, owns a big chunk of Epic, owns a lot of, of different parts of a lot of different studios. They are in uh, putting in a bid to get a piece of Nexon. Oh, uh, no. You say, well, I don't know what, maybe you don't know what Nexon yes, is. Lawbreakers, <laughs> Brian. That's Nexon. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, but these guys, they they actually have a lot of other, um, a lot of other mainstream games that are owned by this company. Yeah, so saw them at PAX West, Maple Store. Yeah, Maple Story is one of them. I mean, there's just there's uh, Dungeon and Fighter, Sun Attack, Heart Rider. I mean, there's just there's a lot of they have I think eighty different live games right now. Wow that are under this brand. So Tencent just keeps on buying into so many of these. I just, I don't even know what, what their end game is other than they want to have a piece of almost every single uh, product that's out there. Did you ever play combat arms back in like the early late two thousands ish before 2010? I probably did. I don't remember combat that. arms. That was my favorite Nexon game. That was uh, nobody seems to remember that game, but that was a game where you had to buy the weapons with real money. You got like crappy weapons and you had to pay cash for the real ones for a limited time, like 48 hours. You get to unlock like an M4. So stupid. But I loved combat so, arms. Combat arms so Ross game. says China number one. That's the end game. <laughs> yeah. That, my I pie mean, chart was accurate. Okay. I was, I was yes. right. Um, yeah. yeah. It'll be the U.S., a little piece, like the, the Pac-Man mouth. Yeah. And then the rest of right. Pac-Man is China. China. Yeah. There we go. Um, all right. So, there so you go, here's Tencent. one thing. There was. So they did say there was a freeze that was lifted in December, but Tencent, so that they're saying that there was a freeze put on because the, the chat, of course the Chinese, how free they are. Um, they've been doing a big crackdown. They said that Tencent had lost billions in its market value during that freeze. Right, right. So yeah, but I mean, they've got that, you know, this they're here, they're doing, so the stake is worth between 8 trillion and 10 trillion uh, won which is 7.1 to $8.9 billion in the U.S. They want to control 98.64% of, of the company. Oh, what, Nex- I mean, they a- want to, wait, they want to own 98% of Nexon? 98.64%. So they, will, yeah. so they will own the entire company. <laughs> yeah, he says he plans to sell a controlling 98.64% of in Nexon. So, wow. Nice. Hot dog. They- well... There we yeah. go. There goes Maple Story too, folks. Now it'll have ten protect on it, so you, you don't get you don't get hacked. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't worry about the hackers anymore. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, I, I think that was the main. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So just you can check out the uh, unturned notes. They have some new updates for that. All right. Um, thank you, Brian. And uh, let's um, let's talk about games. Who's uh, who's playing them? And uh, I'm not going to answer why, but I'll tell you who's playing them. At least how many people. All right, let's talk about uh, H1Z1, King of the Kill, the uh, Battle Royale version of the game. Currently playing 974, the 24-hour peak, 22,240, with a 70 peak of 3,227. Moving on over to Ark Survival Evolved, currently playing 28,438, the 24-hour peak for this game, 41,625, with a 70 peak of 55,000. 155. Moving on over to PUBG, currently playing 26,904. Your 24 hour peak, 911,487. And the 70 peak, 1 million. Again, this is the third or fourth week in a row at 
389. We talked a little bit about Realm Royale, currently playing this, 2,991. Two the 24-hour peak, 4,757. And the 7-day peak, 56,020. And finally this week, Atlas, currently playing 21,714. The 24-hour peak, 28,446. With a 7-day peak of 37,000. 986 and uh that is uh that is current players that's the the games that we talk about and that is who is currently playing them and and uh, again uh i because I, I copy I, I have a spreadsheet and i copy the numbers each week into the into the spreadsheet and um uh, uh god uh arcs numbers are not changing the, the, I, I copy them into the spreadsheet, and they're pretty much the same that they were the week before. They fluctuate by like a, a hundred, like a couple hundred either way. And Atlas right. is down like twenty one, is down like a couple thousand from last week. So it's 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 a, yep. it's a little crazy. Yeah, people are kind of getting burnout. I mean, we saw when we even when we played Arc, there's a limited amount of time you can play that till either something happens or you know you're just like oh, I'm tired of this grind. Uh, I personally, I think with atlas the dedicated servers are just too much of a grind they you can't have a, a a normal life you can't have a busy job and and all these things and play that game at the same time you have to put so much time into it you can't have a family and so i think that uh i, I think that they they really are gonna have to this is where the private servers and the modding and everything will come in to kind of bring those numbers back up but I, they have to have it towards stable and people can run them out of their house and not, or, you know, run, run have it run easily on a, a server place. It's just, it's, it's in between. It's in transition, transition from that point. Yeah. And, and Ross, of course, pointing out the crazy lapse in numbers saying that PUBG in North America is dead. As we're recording the show, prime time, nine o'clock on the East Coast, there's 26,000 people playing, but their, but their 24 hour peak is almost 100,000. And that's happening early in the morning on the East Coast, like six, seven, eight a.m., which obviously yeah. is is not prime time because it's the middle of the night in the West Coast. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, if you look, at th- those numbers will correlate when they have their million people. That will correlate to China. Yeah, guaranteed. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so. there you go. All right, uh, let's go and go on to tip of the week where either I can give a general gaming tip or for a specific game. And we've been talking a lot about Atlas lately, so that's what I'll talk about. This is Tip of the Week. All right, so everybody should be excited for mod support in Atlas. And uh, if you want to see the possibilities of what you can do, I encourage you to go head over to the Atlas workshop on Steam. So just open up Steam, uh, click click on their workshop, and you can see in there um, that there's just a number of uh, a number of different mods. They currently have 65 mods, but you know, that's that's pretty impressive because it's only been a short amount of time that they've been available. But these mods will do things like uh, my favorite one is to reduce the weight of items. Uh, this is something that I tried to do in server settings. It, it was not possible server settings, but with a mod, you can easily do it. Uh, they, they have it to where they'll be able to make item, more items stack and 
you know, readjust how the vitamins work. All kinds of things can be done in these mods. So I encourage you to go check those out. But, you know, there isn't a current single player mode inside of Atlas. So you may say, you know, how are you going to run a server to test these out? Uh, if you want to try it, you can look. If you're running on Windows, maybe you have an extra machine running around. Uh, they have a thing called Atlas Server Manager, which is a uh, Windows one. Uh, and then, of course, mine, I have the my Atlas Server tools. But these are pretty technical. Uh, I don't know that someone's going to, if you don't have a lot of experience or have a mind for that, that you're going to sit down and easily set up your own server. So uh, mostly you're going to have to just kind of find those communities. You know, we're talking about mods. Find servers where people have the proper set of mods. Join those communities because the dedicated servers are not going to get these. Uh, you have to go and find the private servers that are being hosted that have weight reduction and have all these different bonuses on there and get in there and play those. If you want to try hosting your own, you're more than welcome to. But we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show. You need to edit JSON files and do all these different things. They have not made it easy to be able to do this. So uh, probably the easiest way you know, you'll start seeing these mod, these servers come up, look in the descriptions. They'll say, hey, we have this and this installed. Uh, go try them out and uh, and see what you think improves your experience. But I think this is going to make it easier. We found ran into a lot of problems with just even building a boat because of how many trips you have to do. You know, you go hit a rock a couple times and then you have to do a trip back to load it into a chest. Um, this will kind of remove that limitation that you had before the uh, modding was available. So that is tip of the week. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate it as always. And uh, again, biteoftech.com is, uh, you've got your, your first blog post. I'm sure it was hitting everybody's RSS feeds today and they were just going nuts yeah. since 2017 yeah. the first time. So it's got, it's hitting their Google reader. And uh, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been writing code you know, because I've been doing school and everything. So I was like, ah, I wrote something new. I better post it on, post it on the website, baby. Hey, you're paying eight dollars a year to i can to host it so you might as well yeah. might as well get your use out of it yeah um, i better all right all uh, right yes thank you brian um let's go and do uh you ready to do the game giveaway yes sir all right so we'll close this and congratulations nissan communication our friend amnon congratulations you're heading to go visit this coming week you know you you know what we can do you can hmm. send me the code I'll print and it you'll, out. You'll carry it over. You'll <laughs> I will, hand, I will over hand deliver him the game of the week. We'll he, take, he will probably he'll probably like that more. We'll take like a lottery picture where it's like I'm shaking his hand. I got the got the code on a piece of paper. <laughs> Congratulations, we hand delivered you. Yeah, be like, hey, here's here's your podcast. here's your code. You know, get a nice get a nice little picture here. I think that'd be good. A nice little photo op. Great PR. We need a community manager. Yeah, I mean, what what podcast? What podcast does that? Yeah, hand delivers free games. Any other podcast that hand delivers free giveaways. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Um, pretty unique. Yes, very. Yeah, we're something. <laughs> <laughs> Unique's the one word you could use. Aren't um, we special? We are special. Uh, again, quick programming note. Next week, most likely an hour early. Just be prepared. Six o'clock Eastern. Check our Twitter at InfectionCast. I'll have an update. Hopefully Monday. I'll, I'll know for sure what we're going to do um, for that. Yep. Um, but six o'clock and uh but for you audio listeners after the youtube listeners it won't affect us anyway oh uh, and subscribe to us on youtube we get a lot more comments recently on youtube and people are finding old videos like we got a couple of comments this week on videos that are like years old um people yeah. are watching the episodes and making comments on them so uh check head on over to youtube and if you make a comment i if i see it which i t- like to check a couple times a week i'll throw it in our news channel and discord 
and if it's a you know, relevant comment, we'll bring it up into the show. We brought up a couple of Rosses. Ross made a couple of YouTube comments last week or the week before, and uh, we were able to have a good discussion about those. So that's uh, just another way that you can kind of get your opinion heard if you can't tune in here. Live. Very good. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at Boise Computer on Twitter. Of course, check out my blog, fightoftech.com. Make sure you go to our website, as he said, infectionpodcast.com. On there, we have our Discord channel. Um, we also have uh, all of our show notes. So anything that maybe we talked about here and uh, you're, you're wondering you know, where the video link is or maybe an article that we referred to, uh, just go to infectionpodcast.com and click the episode that you're, uh, that you're wanting to see. And we have all the different show notes for all 200 and whatever episodes that we've done up to this point. 209. Uh, 209 episodes. Also, we have on there all the different audio forms. We have a link to our Twitch channel. So maybe you want to join us live. Uh, if you're saying, hey, I, I'm usually not at my computer, make sure you join our Steam group because that gives a nice little notification. I do that about five or 10 minutes before the show starts. So if you happen to be at your computer at that time, get a little pop-up and you can jump in and join us live. Uh, gives you an opportunity to enter in for the free game giveaways and just kind of give some input while we're doing the live show. So that, I think, is it. All right. Got a little carried away there with my... my uh... <laughs> I size up on the mark. I scroll twice, and the next thing you know, the, the highlighters take up the whole screen. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, Brian. We'll see you. Well, actually, I won't see you, but you're going to be uh, hosting Game of the Week, Rocket really? League. Um, you know what? I pro- I might get, gra- grab a game or two. If it's cross-platform, I'll bring my Switch with me, and maybe, yeah, I, can, maybe I can hop in for a game or two on the Switch. Uh, by the way, Rocket go, League on the Switch, fun. don't tell your wife, because... You'll have a Switch. She'll want one. Top notch. By the way, Nintendo Switch was the top selling console in North America last year. Beat everything out. Beat everything out. Just saying. Um, so, yeah, join us for that. And uh, next Tuesday, we'll be here for another episode. Alrighty, Brian. Good. Thank you very much, as always. Um, glad your voice is back. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in live if you did if you didn't you can tune in live we're here every tuesday night you can uh, join us on twitch twitch.tv forward slash infection podcast or youtube live uh, we stream on both of those platforms during the week or of course you can check out our podcast after the fact at infectionpodcast.com. of course you can check me out on twitter at nicholas m craig visit our website it's infectionpodcast.com. thank you so much for tuning in everybody have a great week see you next time